It's the mega episode of Spring Finals Hotline League 2020. That's right. We were supposed to do this at some sick-ass venue in Frisco, Texas, and yet we couldn't. So now we're doing a very, very stupid version of it. No, it's going to be a great version. Uh, it's the I, best I don't want to say version. stupid. Yeah, it's the best version. Uh, it's going to be rife with technical difficulties as we try to to get tons of different people in on the show. I can't wait to, to see how this goes. Uh, we're first off, I want to shout out Alienware because they're going to be giving away something to literally thousands of you later on in the show. I haven't told Mark about this, but it's kind of cool. Do I get Alienware one? Did some, Alienware did something cool. What? Do, am I going to get one? You said they're giving if, away if something. If you want, I, yes, yes. I'll probably um, want one. Yes. Well, uh, Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I, right. uh, I did the Academy Analyst Desk just a couple hours ago. So I, I, I'm up. I'm with it. I still got some uh, product in my hair. Yeah. That, oh wow. Uh, it's kind of why, yes. Off, so I'm, I can't. Why wear the hat if you are? What's that? If you if your hair is done, why wear the hat? No, the hair. The problem is my hair is too long, so like the product will slip out slowly, and then it's just worse. Is that what product does? I don't think it just like slips out of your hair. I I use product out. sometimes, and it, it doesn't it just gets, start. As the oil in my hair increases. It's less, less hold, less firm. You should maybe get that looked at. And stop doing that with your hands, please. It's making me uncomfortable. Um, I was, I was supposed to predict what you're wearing, and it looks like you're wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. Is that what you're wearing? Is that, it? Is that all it is? It's pineapple. Uh, are you wearing? Yeah. I hope you're wearing shorts or pants. Well, you're wrong. I'm not wearing shorts or pants. I'm wearing. Oh, men's romper! Oh, nice. That's fantastic. How, when did you get that? My brother got this for me for okay. Christmas. Please don't fall. Whoa, I'm surfing. I'm really nervous right now. Okay, please, please sit down, Mark. I just feel like the, the chances of something hilariously bad happening or like a TOS incident are very I'm likely. Underwear, dude. Calm down. Anyway, how you been? Uh, losing my mind, clearly. You couldn't tell. Yeah, Played some right. uh, Valorant uh, two games this afternoon between shows. And I got a fucking lever on the enemy team. And then someone left on my team after we were up like 10 to 2. So my inability to play Valorant without people leaving continues. I logged on Valorant today and I was going to play a single game before because I, I did an interview. I've done some Valorant interviews actually with some of the folks over at Riot. Those will be going up early next week. And uh, I was just going to play a single game because I've lowered my DPI recently and I'm hoping that it'll make me not suck as much as I do. And Mark Mass Merrill invited me. Office. Yes, I, I, Kelby gave me a tutorial. Uh, Mark Merrill invited me to a game with him and Peter. And I was really nervous because I suck so bad. And the first five or six rounds, Mark didn't get a single kill, and I got like three. And I was like, "Okay, thank God, I don't feel as bad." Anyway, how the I rest just of the game go? Fed my ass off for the rest of the game. Yeah. They all had like twice as many kills as me. Peter hard carried us. It was, it was a disaster. Um, anywho, that that's enough for my Valorant thing. Um, it's been an interesting week, Mark. Why, was, why, what was interesting this week for you? I don't so, think anything so, interesting happened. Else I would have seen it on Reddit. I mean, some news. You, you know? broke uh that i think shook the foundation of our community and that is the reddit mod censorship of me i think i think did you know that in the thread 
So obviously I'm talking about the double lift video or whatever. In the thread that the dot esports article went up in, if people started mentioning my name, they deleted it. <laughs> yep. I there was one that there's one comment that's deleted with hundreds of comments underneath it. It has gold, it has silver attached to it, yes. all this stuff. And that comment wasn't even bad. All that comment said was this story was broken by Travis Gafford. And that's all it took for it to get deleted. There is no war in bossing saying. All right, that's all I'm gonna say, Mark. <laughs> It's a classic reference, by the way, for those who get it. Anywho, um, uh, no, I mean, so obviously the double if news broke. Thank you for helping me do that that video uh, talking about that. A lot of speculation since then. Um, I think ESPN did a follow up, and some other folks did. And uh, I think that's been it's been pretty crazy. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, we I don't think I mentioned in that video that. Uh, free agency or not free agency, but the trade window is technically not open. I think until next week, I want to say. Yeah, you can't. Um, you can't do stuff. Until. So you can't do anything yet. So I don't. I don't think we will see whatever's going to happen there. I don't think we're going to see it officially happen for quite some time. I don't um, know. And by quite some like, time, I mean at least for several days. There's some of these things, especially in traditional sports, where like the writing's on the wall. You know what's going to happen. Technically, no one's allowed to talk to each other until midnight of such and such day. And then somehow at 12.01, some fucking deal comes through the wires right away. So yeah. like... If no, I mean, Steve, I'm sure... I'm yeah. I'm not saying that people aren't negotiating. Like... Yeah, they are definitely yeah, negotiating. Nothing, nothing will officially happen, at least. For right. Him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think a team can officially announce like we've signed him until uh, that day, which I I want to say is the twenty sixth, but I'm not sure. Anyway, you you would think uh, this is why I don't I don't deserve to be on. I'm not a credible news source because I don't actually know these things. Um, did you know that you are actually a credible news source? It was actually listed that you are on the wiki. Yes, yeah. I did see that. I did see that as well. <laughs> as Zale says, they're breaking the rules of the rest of the teams. I did try to get Commissioner Greeley on. Um, unfortunately, I think he was he was busy maybe doing some family stuff. Uh, very reasonable that he would be busy on a Friday night. But I uh, I, I did want to get him on the show, and I think it would have been fun to have him. Um, how, how are you prepping for spring finals? You're looking at it, dude. Great. Uh, well, for those that want to know what the hell is actually going on with this mega episode, so we have eight guests, or sorry, seven guests that are going to come on the show today. Uh, we're going to try to rotate them every 15 minutes, which is going to be very technically difficult because I do I have this whole setup. So please bear with me as we do these kind of like awkward transitions are of people onto Discord and Skype. These people? Uh, Flowers says he can't get Skype to work, which I think is maybe a cop-out, but um, we won't have a, a camera for Flowers. But Azale, Freak, Dash, Flowers, Jack, Trisha, and Nicole. So we've got four of our uh, Riot broadcast friends. How many people is that? I can't count. Seven. And then each of the... So we have to start getting people in about five minutes. And I might try to pull Azale early. It looks like he's in the chat. And uh, we need a little bit of downtime just in case calls run long. Azale's a stickler, dude. Watch out. Yeah. And so I do... I think we will take some calls. Maybe we take one call per guest. Um, And so if... Mark, you want to explain how that works? Yeah, if you've never seen the show before, this is a live call-in show. And so we have a Discord that we use to take your calls. Uh, I will spam Twitch chat with the Discord link. There we go. Go ahead and join up. Uh, When you get here, you're going to want to join Pleb Calls voice channel. You can mute yourself once you're in there. And then in the Pleb Topics text channel, you'll go ahead and write what it is you want to talk about. Ideally, it's a take. Um, but this is probably a decent question episode as well, uh, given that we'll have some fair amount of experts on. 
But in general, you know, we like to hear takes. You think uh, EG actually will beat C9. You think, I don't know, you're crazy, whatever. If we like your take, we'll pull you from the Pleb Calls voice channel into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn. Then we'll do a quick voice check, audio check, make sure everything's working out before you pull you on air and you'll be here talking with us. Yeah. And uh, I do want to apologize because we might have to cut people off. Yes. Uh, because we're going to have, like, basically we have these narrow 15-minute windows to grab people so that we, the show doesn't want to run too long and people have things they have to go to and all that stuff. So uh, I might have to be a little bit more rude to some of our callers this this time than, than we normally are. So apologies in advance if we have to cut you off, but please please have, like, a concise take or prediction or whatever for uh, the uh, the thing. Also... I forgot to go get a beer from my fridge, so I need to figure out a way to do that. I was going to say, if you want to take a one-minute break, I also don't have any beverages near me. Okay. my water. Well, we need to, we need to rotate because we can't just leave the show dead. You want to go first? <laughs> really? You don't think that's a good idea? I don't think that's... Here, I don't you, think you a minute first, of dead air. I'm pulling, I'm pulling some people, so why don't you okay, go first? But you, t- you have to keep these people company. I'll be right back. Yeah, well, I'll stare at them blankly. No, no, no. You, there's like a podcast <laughs> I'm, version I'm of this. Kidding, need, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We need audio. Travis, I'm a professional. Come on. Look at me. I know what I'm doing. Um, just some random ideas for takes and totally not seeding any thoughts into your head. But obviously, we'd want to talk about the uh, double lift rumor, uh, if anyone wants to, to grab that one. Um, predictions also make sense. Um, I saw uh, some stuff. We know we're going to have Trisha and we're going to have Jack on. So if someone has a specific question about FlyQuest and maybe what the, they did this split and what, what prep went into it to try and turn their, uh, you know, amp up their brand or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff can work. Also, not to mention, uh, C9 Academy just won today. And so C9 is once again the best academy team. Uh, Rainover was the coach, so I mean, I think there's probably some interesting stuff to talk about. Why is C9 Academy so constantly good? Uh, Jack might have some interesting answers for that. All right, I've got my beer, and okay. so uh, I'm happy. I'm so, uh, what's that? You're good. Okay, I'm you go. Run. This is this is as always a very professional show. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and put um, Azale's info into. Oh, his camera, his camera fell. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. And uh, his his handle is at Rydazale, putting loading up the overlay. Again, everyone, please bear with us as we uh, manage the show tonight. Oh, he left it on the cat cam. Great. Oh, all right. Uh, really quickly, by the way, thank you to everyone who's been subbing. I was reading some of those off beforehand. We're trying to hit uh, 1,200 subs. We're getting kind of close to it. Grumpy Conductor, thank you for the tier one. Sunho124, Chris the Ghost. Uh, Red to CS1 and Bliss422, Andy3241, Kylo Zen, and Rymo plays. Uh, if you are able to drink and interested in it and it's legal for you, feel free to join us as we, uh, you know, normally we have a couple drinks on the show uh, when we're traveling and doing live versions of this, of this event. Kind of loosens us up a bit, and uh, but just please drink responsibly, but feel free to join us at home. As uh, as we enjoy an, uh, a nice cold beverage while doing this, Chef Chef Daddy ninety three just gifted five subs, and uh, Antivirus, thank you for the Prime Mister T Nelson as well. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and grab. We've zoomed in on Mark's chest right now. That's the kind of production that you're going to get on this. I'm going to go ahead and add 
Azale to the call. Hopefully this works okay. We're holding off uh, on callers until we uh, at least get a couple minutes with Azale, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. We we bring him on. We see what his prediction is, how he's doing. I don't know. I assume you guys can give predictions and it won't be an issue. No. And then Azale, is he in the Discord? You see him anywhere in there? Azale, uh, can you mute yourself on Skype and join the Discord? Okay. Azale is coming in hot, everybody. Podcast oh listeners, I'm sorry that you have to sit through this. There's Azale. Okay. And Azale is... Is he in on the Discord? Air. On air. Hello. What's up? Azale, how's it going? Good, how are you? <laughs> good, welcome to the show. Thank are you. you uh, what, how's your Friday evening going? It's pretty good. Uh, Jam was craving pho, so we ordered in some pho. Had that and uh, ate too much. And now I feel really full. Nice. I'm, so, I'm so you're ready to party. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. I'm ready, I, man. A- Ashley, uh, Ashley uh, she was passed she out. Was passed out. She got back from work. Back from so work. I, I so made fresh I, I made myself and, and she got up and ordered a humble potato. Humble potato. And I, <laughs> Mark, did I you can you mute yourself on Skype again? I didn't unmute myself on Skype. I okay. muted him. Yeah, you were you were echoing like crazy. You can just right click him and mute him on okay. Skype. That's what I did. Okay. okay. What? It says I'm muted. Yeah, you are now. Whatever that whatever happened happened. Anyway. Uh, where you're not echoing anymore. Azale, how's life been in this new world that we've been in? How's been working on the broadcast, getting ready for finals, etc.? I mean, normally I would be trying to, to drag you on to this live show somewhere at a live event somewhere in, in Texas, but here we are. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been good. I mean, it's nice that LCS can run. I, I would have honestly been uh, really sad if if we weren't able to continue the league whatsoever. So I'm happy that we can do it. It definitely feels very different, right? You know, it's it's sad that you know there's this this crazy thing going on that there's a global pandemic going on and we aren't able to you know be in an arena right now. You know, I was talking with Flowers about that today because that's like what we would we would have already been flying flying somewhere. We would be you know kind of getting ready for the show and stuff. So it feels very different. Um, I'm really excited for the games, but you know I'm I'm sad that. The players aren't going to get to play in, in a big stadium. And I'm sad that we don't get to, you know, be in a live setting where we can see the fans and interact with the fans and stuff. Um, but you know, the the production team is working super hard trying to put on a kick-ass show, and I think the games are going to be great. And you know, the the videos that they've put out have been super hype. If you guys haven't watched the kind of playoffs preview thing that came out with Dash voiceover, that was really sick. The Blabber MVP video was really really sick. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting hyped, man. That stuff is, is getting me pumped up. Archival footage. I was just thinking today about how important, like, I think everyone who has to edit footage or do anything for, for these types of things probably right now is just really hoping that whatever system they had for organizing f- files and keeping track of archival footage is like really good right now. Cause that's all, I mean, I've like, every time I do an interview, I worry because I'm running out of images on the LCS Flickr account to uh, keep everything going. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man, that that the LCS Flickr account is all that keeps my Instagram running because I don't really I don't really like Instagram and I basically don't really use it very much. Um, so usually every week after broadcast, I just be like, "Oh, they have a picture of me on there. I could post that on Instagram." Um, oh, did the did the video die? What the happened? camera, your camera froze. You just turn it off okay. and back on again, and now all you've right. got that nice blur effect in the background, so it looks great. Mark, do you oh, want to grab our? I turn that off. 
It's just a setting of Skype. Don't worry about it. Okay, you can wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's, uh, I forgot what I was talking about, to be honest. Uh, no, that's do you okay. have a preference on what you want to talk about with a caller? I will 100% feed you a softball for whatever you want to talk about. No, I don't care. We can talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. We can talk about something a bit more spicy. Mm-hmm. We could talk about uh, whatever you guys are feeling. Well, Mark, okay. why don't you work on pulling our collar, and I'll ask Azale kind of what his predictions are for the weekend. I don't know how, how comfortable you are sharing them, since I know you might have to share them on the broadcast tomorrow. But um, do you have any expectations for this weekend, Azale? Um, well, we already talked about it on the dive a fair bit, so you know it's no shocker. Uh, I think I, I slightly favor EG. I think that series is going to be incredibly close uh, between FlyQuest and EG, because... I do think that FlyQuest looks a lot better with Solo, and even with Viper, like some of the games that FlyQuest lost against EG last time were incredibly close. You know, there was notably that one game that FlyQuest was actually pretty in control and threw a Baron, and I think, you know, that's something that that could have gone either way. So despite the fact that it was 3-1, I felt like that was an extremely competitive series. And I think that one is going to be a banger. Honestly, against C9, I just have so... Like, I have such such a hard time trying to, like, picture the way in which C9 would lose. You know, C9 yeah. has just looked so good and so much better than every team in the LCS. I can see either team taking games, but I really am struggling to see either team be able to get three out of five games. That just seems like a Herculean task. You know, Cloud9 has just looks so good and really consistent. Is it, is it difficult for you to figure out how to, and we got a caller here, so we'll, we'll make this quick, but is it difficult for you guys on the broadcast team to figure out how to like, hype up the finals whatever it's such a i mean perhaps a historic underdog situation for whoever ends up having to go up against cloud nine um i, w- I wouldn't say that it it's difficult to hype up at all because i i think it's ridiculously exciting if, if you're a fan of north american league of legends then i think you know you are going to be excited for how good cloud nine has looked and i do think that you know, for Cloud9 to kind of go down as one of these great NA teams in history, you have to get the championship. If you fail at that final hurdle, I think everyone's going to, you know, remember kind of you in the terms of like the immortal seasons where you kind of just like fell short and didn't actually complete your goal. And the fact that Cloud9 hasn't won since 2014 is going to make every Cloud9 fan so excited for the possibility of them finally having a championship, right? Like yeah. their banner, you know, no longer fit in It's got mold on it. the studio because it was it like it was too old, right? <laughs> there was it got pushed back slowly and slowly and slowly and Cloud9 doesn't even have one hanging up above the stage anymore. So, you know, I, I think it's incredibly hype and, you know, I, I'm I'm a fan of of good league of legends and i always want there to be great teams in na and it does feel like cloud nine is the most excited i have been about a team's like level since i would say probably like you know 2016 tsm i guess it was when they were going off to worlds and analysts all over the world were saying oh they could get top four right and then they burned out in groups but uh but before that i was very excited for them and you know it's 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 also just fun to see uh the the dominant team be the aggressive crazy team right because cloud nine has had success at worlds and and internationally and everything before um but it was never as kind of like the number one dominant north american team it was always more as the underdog coming in through playing and stuff like this and surprising teams with aggressive play styles and different strategies and having success anyway so uh i think it, it would be cool to see you know our number one team be more innovative to help encourage other teams in the region to become more innovative, right? Because I think that's something that G2 has done for Europe. And I think that's something that some of the top teams in the LPL have done for the LPL is when you see 
you know, the team that's monstering everybody doing all this crazy stuff. Well, you want to do all this crazy stuff too, because you're saying that's the way to win. And that is exciting to watch. Hey, we've got Blue Jay here. Blue Jay, where are you calling from? Uh, from Sarnia, Ontario. Oh, Ontario. let's go. Canadian. Another yeah, Canadian. <laughs> I'm from Kingston. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah. Oh, Blue Jay, what do you want to talk about? Uh, so I want to talk about FlyQuest. Um, I need to preface this with, uh, like, I know that, like, you have bosses to answer to and stuff like that, and you can't just make moves just like that. I understand that, but I think now is the time for FlyQuest to make a move, uh, going into the semi-off season in, in between splits. Uh, and if they don't, I think they're kind of trolling. If they don't try to, I should say. Sorry, when you say um, make a move, you mean roster move? Yes. For who? Uh, so I th I know Doublelift is probably going to go to TSM, but I think if you're FlyQuest and you're not trying for him, I think you're hard trolling. And I also think that you should be trying to sign someone like Sneaky if you can't get Doublelift. Two things that are much much easier said than done. But again, like I think they've done a really good job this year of starting to garner some fans and actually get some reason to be excited about FlyQuest. And I think you have an opportunity to make a world's push, so I think they should try to make to get that player, sorry, Turtle, but Turtle's just, uh, he's not world's caliber. So you, Sneaky or Doublelift are, are the moves that you want to see. Right, and you would probably have to give a truckload of money, but, I mean, at some point you got to do it. If, if you're not, if not now, when, honestly, if you're FlyQuest. Uh, let me, let me ask Azale a question off this. If they got Doublelift, hypothetically, could, do you think they could win summer potentially like assuming things work out and kind of like hand waving some of the hypotheticals on paper could you see a double lift addition being able to challenge this c9 because uh it's an interesting idea it's it's possible i guess right it depends it depends how well their bot lane does i mean if double lift is is not gonna be able to slam lane with ignar if they're just gonna be you know chilling and team fighting later i don't think it's enough but i think you need more points of pressure on the map right because if you're expecting you know poe can hold up and and then you have a winning bot lane, then then maybe things get more interesting, right? I think that's kind of the the world you have to look at it from. Um, you know, my understanding of your take is just essentially that FlyQuest need to replace Wild Turtle then, right? It's not that they need to make just any move. You're saying basically they need to replace Turtle? I think that is the move to make. There's other moves that you could argue for, but I think, in my opinion, the biggest hole is AD carry. And so that's why I think now you have an opportunity. I'm sure they probably did take a look at Sneaky in the previous offseason, but mm -hmm. they weren't really a relevant team, so it wouldn't surprise me if Sneaky wasn't too interested in that at the time. But he may have changed his mind now. Who knows, right? By the way, you you mentioned that they're not a world's caliber team, but uh, like they are now currently like if this was summer <laughs> split, they'd be a top three team heading into yeah. worlds, right? So yes, yes, but would would you still consider them to be a world's caliber team? Like I understand there's a chance that even they win the whole championship, but. I don't know. I think I don't think any of us can honestly say that they're actually a world's caliber team right now. But that's just that's just me. Well, I mean, I mean you have to okay. like I, I I guess you're you're assuming like OTL's gonna be better in summer and like or something like that or what are you what's the or assumption if, here? If Double goes to TSM, I would assume that TSM I think he means be like going to worlds doesn't necessarily mean you're a world's caliber team. Yes. Oh, right. oh, 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 so, you, right. so you mean you mean compete at like, like win worlds or, or whatever? Yeah, you don't want a 100 thieves. Mm. You know, no offense to 100 thieves. But, uh, <laughs> to be honest, I I don't think FlyQuest even with Doublelift would be would be getting out of groups at worlds. I just I just think that like unless you are 
insanely good, like really, really top, top, top level and dominant. If you play like a standard slow style, then I don't think you're going to you're going to get out of groups at Worlds. Right. Like and I think we've seen we've seen that proven so many times by by our NA teams. Right. Like the the teams that usually do well internationally are teams that are playing more aggressive and there have been some exceptions i mean tl did make it to to msi finals but tl is also a complete all-star team right yeah. and you know and, and that was like so much more dominant and so much more you know talent on that team than i think you could say the flyquest roster currently has and besides that for the most part tsm and, and tl and so on in the past when they go to worlds they don't do very well because they they play slow and they play against teams that are playing the same style and better, and the, yeah, uh, the one caveat I would throw would be like I could see a world where misfits esque FlyQuest happens maybe. Um, you know, you have Poe and you have Ignar. I don't mm-hmm. think like Max Lore is this god that Santorin can't play up to. Double lift in theory if he's playing well, which he has been very hit or miss at international competition, but. You know, Han Sama level easily, I think, uh, if he's playing well. And the, the big question would be would be top lane. Um, and that's just, just my Do they my play that question, craziness, you know? right? Yeah. That's, yeah that's, that's more my question is because they, Misfits did it through this, you know, through craziness, right? Through all these, you know, different strategies. Everyone always goes to the Fervor Leona and this sort of stuff, right? Like, they didn't do it by playing the meta. And FlyQuest has felt very much like kind of kind of more standard, slower meta team. Um, so that that's more my hesitation with it. I, I do think in general you have a better chance to succeed at Worlds if you're aggressive and you're more surprising because if you play slow, uh, the the teams that you're playing against are, are likely you're not going to make mistakes that you can capitalize on. So you kind of have to force mistakes. Blue Jay, are you a FlyQuest fan? Uh, semi. Like I wouldn't say they're my main team, but like I do always cheer for FlyQuest as long as they're not playing C9. <laughs> I just I I just like that you have high expectations or high demands of this team. Like they well, they've made it to top three, they may make it to the finals depending on how tomorrow goes. And you're already like, I want changes. I want this team <laughs> to be stronger than what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? Like, like I I so feel like hold a- on, hold on, because I wouldn't say that I have high expectations of them for actual performance, but I do have high expectations for them to try to make something happen. Like since they've joined the league, they haven't really done too much for for FlyQuest fans to get excited about. And if you're joining a league and your plan is to never spend money, like you're never going to get fans or you're never going to do anything that's exciting. So that's more the point that I am trying to make. And I actually want to know if you guys think like they should go for something or if they should just chill. We're, lo- we're low on time, so I just think we can toss it over to Mark and Azalea really quickly. Do you guys think that they need to make a change depending on uh, no matter what happens tomorrow? I, I don't think they need to. I can still see them making worlds with this roster, depending on how everything else spins out with other teams and stuff. But I kind of agree with the caller's point about this is the best position FlyQuest has ever been um, in the league, uh, not just in terms of placing, but also just fan engagement and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. a big, sexy roster move in the offseason that also leveled them up and got them to worlds and all this stuff would be such a huge move for them that I can totally see it. But I, I don't know if you want to risk blowing up what you have if you can't get double lift i'm actually not super i don't know what sneaky's form is like right now so it's like a bigger risk on that one Agreed. and like maybe you're still looking at hooney but then you're starting to move other pieces around to fit them in so i i i agree with the idea but i'm not sure what pieces fit to yeah i mean for, for me it's it's a similar answer to what mark has is that I, I actually don't think that they need to to do anything because 
this is this is as far as if you're talking about brand and entertainment and things that you're about this is the most i think flyquest has ever done this is their best year by far i think that this is the first time people have, have really kind of rallied around their brand i think you know their go green initiative tree quest all that stuff i think has been really 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 great for flyquest and i do think that they're exciting the fans with that and they are playing well and potentially you know going to make the finals potentially could win the finals right so i think that is is pretty impressive but i also do think that you know, not just FlyQuest, but really any team besides maybe C9. Yeah, besides C9, I think would be trolling to not at least try to get double lift if he's going to be available. Just just look at the last eight splits, right? So if we're not counting this split, in the in the previous eight splits, he was in the finals seven times, uh, won six of them. The only split he didn't make finals was the one he was inactive, where he then came back and, and I guess saved TL from relegation. So it's like his his record in NA is just ridiculous. He's he's been the king of the region for years now. So I, I do agree that like if you're saying our goal is to win the region and we're gonna be the best team ever, and you're not trying to get the guy who just wins every single time he plays, then yeah, you're you are kind of trolling, right? Or you're being a little bit uh, disingenuous. Like everyone should be trying to get him. Hey, Blue Jay, thanks so much for calling. Anything you want to say before we move on to our next caller? No, no, no. I got my stuff in. I know we got time to keep. That's cool. I, I appreciate uh, having me on. Thanks, guys. Thank thanks. You. Have a good one. Thank you. See you. Zale, we're going to say goodbye to you, too, but thanks for making a, an appearance and stopping by. Anything you want to say before we move on to uh, Freak, our next Gamper guest? Gamper Kobe. Okay, all right. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm glad, dude. Our producer, Dave, was like, is it is it losing steam? And I'm like, you know what? He might be right. We might be losing steam on it, so I'm glad all the. I hope everyone who stops by remembers the the, the most. I'm, I'm ejecting you. Tonight. I'm ejecting you from the Discord. <laughs> Please hang up on Skype. <laughs> all right, uh, time to call in Freak. Freak is in Pleb calls one. I'll drag him on here then. Oh yeah, if you can drag him in, and then I will add him to the call. Hello, Freak. Hello, it is David Hello. Turley. Hello, uh, Freak, I just added you on, or called you on Skype. Can you answer and mute yourself? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, I need to mute the stream, right. I was hearing you twice, like, why am I hearing you twice? And now I figured out why. Yeah, yeah, We're uh -huh. We're ejecting Azale and replacing uh -huh. with you. I think we should be good. I'm glad. I'm glad so we're going to be good. transition here? Oh, my I think, God. I think, wow. I think it's going okay. competent crew? Oh my god. Yeah, you said technically competent. That's just me. I'm doing all this. What a great Travis, behind the scenes crew we have. Technically competent. Thank Let's you. I am technically in. competent. Let's go. Uh, uh, so, Freak, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Life's good. I am uh, sitting at home talking to two of my favorite people. And, uh, you know, who, who else is there with you? Uh, Mark Z and Travis Gafford. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the, for the high praise. Uh, what has it been like preparing for finals in the midst of a uh, stay-at-home mandate? Um, not that different, all things considered. Right, we're doing the the sort of normal gamut of meetings where we talk about the teams, the players, what we want to talk about, getting broadcast graphics ready and whatnot. Um, like I know I'm casting tomorrow. I figured that out a couple days ago. Uh, so it's like looking more at FlyQuest and EG because I'm not going to cast Cloud Nine. Um. And yeah, just sort of like sitting around. Tonight's my D and D night as well, so I've been like spending time prepping for that as well. Uh, and overall, uh, fairly normal, all things considered. Are you doing Skype D and D? Is that how you're or video Discord, whatever? Yeah, we're using Discord and Roll Twenty basically. Um, okay. We're already using like 
software for tabletop stuff for tokens and whatnot. So a lot of that transition was really smooth. Nice. Yeah. Well, what are your predictions for this weekend? Uh, the more I think about it, the more I lean towards FlyQuest for the first match. Um, I think that like solo is a big upgrade. Um, it, it allows them to play around top if they want to. Uh, not that they have to for the match, but they certainly can. And I think they should since Kumo is fairly weak. Um, he was getting really brutalized before. Um, and in general, um, yeah, I, I put them like 3-2 or 3-1. Uh, over EG. Uh, it would require both an overperformance from FlyQuest and a huge underperformance from Cloud9 for C9 to drop in the finals. Realistically, they should 3-0. So um, I think even even going 3-1 again is like, what are you doing? Like, you're kind of trolling. So uh, it, it would be one of the biggest upsets in LC's history if C9 loses finals. So you and you're, so it sounds like you're demanding a 3-0. A 3-1 is not enough for you. I mean, I'm not, like, demanding it, like, hey, it's still a really convincing win if C9, you know, wins two games in 28 minutes, drops one, and then wins again in 28 minutes. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, they clapped these guys. Uh, yeah. But, like, it was just, like, seeing them lose to EG, I was like, you're better than this. Like, you built your, set, your like, 5k gold lead, just close out the game. Okay, they trolled three team fights. All right, never mind. It's like, they're better than that. This is just kind of my feel. Well, uh, I, I guess we'll have to see how things go this weekend. Mark, you have something. I was going to ask Freak if he has a preference on topic. Um, I'm uh, the new LOR set comes out in a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big Valorant gamer, but also we could talk about uh, any other current news, uh, whether it's like double lift or like teams that should make offseason moves. I'm I'm pretty open. Okay, I got a. I know uh, we got some TSM callers, so we'll, cool. we'll get a TSM caller in here. They're the nice. fun ones. I yeah, I I'm loving how this is slowly going to turn into a double lift uh, extravaganza. Oh right, TSM double weekend. lift is happening again. Yeah, potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, big shout out to some of you in the chat sending subs. Uh, I love you, chat, uh, for 29 months. Yoko Maniac, Korean 2NA, CBTJG. Looks like we might have the next caller here because I see Mark sipping away at his alcohol. Uh, where he's currently around in Discord, it's just us two. We can we can talk smack about Mark. Oh, and it's he can't it's hear still it. just us. He's taking. Do you want to say okay. anything about Mark right now? He can't hear you. Oh wait, he's he can back. hear you now. There's vods. I watch the vods every time <laughs> to see what people say about me when I'm not here. Tom Solo Mid is here. Tom Solo Mid, where are you calling from? I'm com uh Oh god, uh, I'm calling from Long Island. From Long Island, uh, what? Uh, how's it going, Long Island? Uh it's. Uh, it's not great right now because it's kind of the epicenter, a little more towards yeah. the city. But uh, yeah, you know, I've known some people who have gotten it, and you know we're getting through it at least. Yeah, I I hope everything is going okay over there uh, for you, and uh, obviously our thoughts are with everybody going through all that. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so I've written like extensively about um, TSM's problems recently. Uh, Where have you written I, them? Uh, on Reddit. Um, actually, a month ago, I even wrote about how I felt like uh, Doublelift would try to force a move to uh, TSM. Where can days. people find this? Big brain caller. Uh, the the post got removed, but actually, uh, I do you guys just want me to DM you the screenshot of it? Or? No, it's okay. No, 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 I just don't know no, if no, it was the TSM fine. subreddit or the League oh, one TSM, or comments. Uh, yeah, it, it was on the TSM subreddit, but I've been writing oh. a lot about the problems and... Uh, the, the take that I specifically wrote about to get in here was that um, while I think Parth is the problem with TSM and just management in general, I think that there's a good chance that TSM can get 
uh, four-fifths of the 2016-17 roster by getting Hauntzer and Doublelift back. So first off, I'm going to need you to write me an essay. Uh, I was about to on... say, he already did. <laughs> it's fine. He posted it on Reddit. They took it down, but he has a screenshot. He has the, the essay do you, prepared. You want, do you want to return to the 2016-2017 lineup? Uh, so it's difficult for me to say because um, like I'm a big Doublelift fan. I like Hauntzer. So uh, personality-wise on the team, I'd love to see that. I'm not sure if necessarily that would be an improvement because since 2017, TSM has changed up the roster every year and we've had like five splits of relative disappointment. I I know that we got to the finals uh, last spring, but uh, still. Mark, you have a... uh... A thought on all this? Um, no, but I'm sure Freak does. So, okay. Freak, uh, one, yeah. what are your thoughts on current iteration TSM? Was it a sure. disappointment in your eyes? Do you want to see changes? And also then, what does how, how does 2016 TSM sound to you? As close right. as you can get to it. Um, sure. So uh, 2016 TSM, I think, uh, is a little problematic because I think Hanser is not playing to his old level. I think... You know, back in the day, he was maybe a top three top laner, and then being propped up by being on the best team made him look like maybe the best, though I don't think that was ever really his actual skill ceiling. Um, that said, like, there's been a lot of new additions to the league that are better. Like, Licorice came up real fast, good for him. Someday is obviously incredible. Like, uh, like I mean, I feel like Hanser is like at the skill level of Soaz, roughly, right? Like, okay, he's a he he's made playoffs. That's pretty good. Like, he's a playoffs level top laner, but like. He was never why Golden Guardians was winning. It was like FBI and team fights and Closer being an insanely good jungler. So it's like, okay, well, I don't think that makes TSM better, right? Like Broken Blade, I think, is objectively a better player than Hanser. Maybe there's a play style change that like makes TSM better. That's always possible, right? Like, that could just happen. Don't get me wrong. So maybe there's something there. But player for player, I don't take that instantly. Um, in the jungle, I think... I personally think Svenskar didn't have a great year. That said, he's made top three. Um, you know, I thought he was better run C9, but okay, no duh. He was with Niski, that's different, but um, not as big of a fan of Svenskan right now. Um, is he better than Dardock? I don't know, it's fairly close. I think they're both quite good in general, so even if you could make that trade, eh, I'm kind of neutral on it. I think Dardock maybe had a better year anyway. Um, so, okay, is Doublelift then better than Kave? Yeah, I, I, as a player, absolutely. Uh, if Doublelift, for whatever reason, is still in the mindset of well, it doesn't really matter, I don't care, I don't want to be competitive, um, blame my team, I played 100 games of Senna, and then I had one bad game and they banned me from playing. It's like, that's 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 some mindset issues. And and mindset issues can be very short-term, right? It can just be, hey, he's in a bad mood because he didn't make playoffs, and you know he's like having to cope with that. Like, that can happen. Like, don't get me wrong, people can be in bad mind spaces. Like, I, like I'm generally willing to give Devil a pass. Uh, if he gets back to like highly competitive form where he's really hungry and yeah, he could be the best AD carry in North America like that if he wants to be. I think he still has that in him. So yeah, that could be an upgrade, right? And and with that there, especially if he's, you know, getting resources to move around the map, he's getting Bjergsen to roam. I think just like people moving around in general is really powerful. Then that could be a really good catalyst for TSM. Like that is a lens where I could say, okay, yes, double coming in could make TSM better. You don't, and even if it means like they're just predictably bot focused, that's fine. That got TL four wins in a row. Like that's okay. So you like the idea of double if the other potential move? It can be not as hot on. Yeah. 
what about what about TSM as a whole? Uh, because in right. in the dive and stuff like that, we all had them top three. I think I don't, I don't know what your spring season. I had them a second were. personally. Yeah, so everyone kind of expected more out of this roster. So in that sense, it's a disappointment. But is it a try harder for summer disappointment or a blow it up a little bit disappointment? I'm, I don't know, it's weird. I'm personally not a fan of blowing up teams very much, personally. Um, like, in, in a lot of the scenes that I've looked at, um, Counter-Strike being a notable example, like, certainly there are, I don't have one history perfect because I don't follow it as closely as League, of course, but... Like, it feels like there's teams like, let's say, Mouse Sports, where they're not making a lot of changes and just steadily and steadily and steadily the team gets better and better. Mouse Sports is like a top two or top three team right now. I think they beat Astralis recently. Um, and it's like, yeah, they've made a couple of roster changes once in a while, but like, a lot of those players have been on that team for like a year and a half at this point. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, you, you can have situations where you cut one player. Uh, and it just ruins everything. Um, yeah. And then you can have situations where you bring in one player and it fixes everything. Um, and you can have situations where it's actually just blow up the roster because it's not working. Um, and look, I really couldn't tell you what which one TSM is in. What I will say is, couching expectations somewhat, is that, like, look, the league is getting better. There are better teams, better orgs, better GMs, better coaches, um, and more better players come in as well. Uh, like I've said a couple of times, or at least once, like, Hanser has been passed. Like, he was maybe top three. He's seventh-ish now. That is just a fact, because three more good top laners joined the league, Licorice and Sunday being two easy examples. So even if 2016 TSM stayed the same team, there's no, like, there's a decent chance they don't win number four or five or six in a row because other good teams show up. So if we were in this miracle, you know, mirror universe where TSM never blew up the roster, there's no guarantee they still would have won. Maybe they don't fall quite as fast as they did. Again, I think the changes were probably wrong in the short term, but... There's no guarantee that they would just continue to be a winning team. We already saw them take TL to game five in the finals way back when. That was with Sven hard trolling and like burning QSS and then face checking a Skarner. Like, it is the same Sven who is number three in MVP voting this year, yeah. right? Like, it's the literal same player. He switched teams and just got better, right? Like, what do you want me to say? Like, TSM was one bad play from a great player away from winning the championship, and then no one talked about this anymore. Like, well, yeah. clearly the roster changes were fine then if they were one play from winning. It's same with Cloud9 with Jensen forgetting Azonia's the Syndra W two years ago as well. It's like, look, if you're one play away from winning the title, exactly how bad is your GM then? Is he going to micro for you and hit, hit Zonia's on time? Like, so some of that I feel like you get this sort of historical survivorship bias thing where it's just yeah. like, but if you actually watch the games, it was fine. This team was good. Uh, so, so that's you know one thing I kind of want to bring up is like that sometimes doesn't doesn't work, and then even some of that like old school TSM win like wasn't one of those splits them having the sixth seed and fighting through playoffs was that the sickest TSM ever where they go into playoff at sixth seed and can't barely win games like this is the TSM you're hoping for audience right so like I don't know I think a lot of the people who just count podiums they they don't see the picture very well. And so, in general, I think people are harsher on TSM than they need to be if they were to, like, kind of take a better look at what actually happened. Hey, do you I have am, any... Oh, go ahead really quick, Mark. I was going to say, I'm fairly agreed on the point, especially about just reuniting 2016 TSM. doesn't mean you get the summer, un like, incredible roster, right. especially your points about what if their level dropped or other people surpassed them. On the topic of if TSM should make a move, I kind of feel like they do, maybe. Um and I know the caller's point was a lot more management focused. That's one of the harder ones to comment on from the outside right. because like there's literally no 
like clear metrics whereas at least i can be like hey i watched dardock kill himself a bunch of times in that series or i yeah. i i think double if would have had a bigger impact uh on the, those games you know like those are easier things for me to say so like I would look probably at those two more than getting Hauser and bringing that in of potential moves as a TSM fan. That would interest me. But I don't I know just what you say, get from Jungle. I would just say if they do make a move, like let's say they do trade like out Kabe somehow or for double lift. Yeah. Um, I, I would say there's going to be so much pressure on that team in summer to perform. Can you imagine a world <laughs> oh, yeah. where Team Liquid makes it to Worlds and TSM doesn't after they trade... Peter, or can you imagine a world where even even if TSM just performs worse, or whatever team Kabe goes to, assuming he stays in LCS and assuming all this happens, yeah. actually outperforms TSM? Like the the drama around what could potentially happen in summer is going to be wild. Like, yeah, this is definitely maybe more than any other year the the year of the double lift. Despite his tweet a couple of years ago, like yeah. people are going to be. They t- did nothing but talk about him in spring, and they're going to do absolutely nothing but talk about him in summer, no matter if he he stomps on everybody uh, with a new team, or he uh, ends he, up, you know, doing whatever. I don't know. It's yeah. re- revenge tour, or he's washed. It was only yeah. two narratives. To speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I have I have a quick anecdote that I think is interesting. That my time is up. I realize that this yeah. is, I actually like double of a lot. Like, don't don't think this is as double of hate. I think it's an interesting anecdote. Um, the the last two, so not counting TL because he's still on TL. The last two teams that double of won on that he won the LCS on, they immediately won the next split when he left. Uh, that's both TSM and CLG immediately won the next split after he left the team. And I think that's interesting, right? That like he obviously brought these teams championships, but they could also win without him afterwards. I'm curious if he leaves TL, then TL wins a championship without yeah, him. Yeah, potentially. Hey, Tom, any final words before we move on to our next caller? Uh, I just want to um, talk about two things that were mentioned real quick. Can you make like, it one thing? Quick. We're, we're really uh, yeah, low on time. Uh, one thing. Just go uh, quick. So... Uh, you, you talked about Kabe real quick, and Kabe has been a huge uh, talking point on like R slash TSM because, uh, like it, it would be terrible to bring in a player from EU and then just like immediately drop them. So, uh, you mentioned uh that you'd think that Kabe might stay in LCS if TSM were to hypothetically bring in Double Lift. Why do you think that? Why do you think he wouldn't just go back to EU? Uh. I don't know who you're asking this to, but one potential reason could be, uh, depending on how his contract is is worded, like it, he could easily just get traded. I don't know how how it's how it's phrased. If the buyout that a team would pay for him frees him to then do whatever he wants, or if they're actively buying the contract from TSM, uh, so it's hard to know why and what would happen without knowing the specifics of the contract. Thanks so much, Tom Solomon, uh, for the call. You want to. You want us to give a shout out or anything? Uh, I'm just going to give a shout out to my boy Paul who's watching right now. And besides that, thank you guys so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks. Shout out to Paul. Thanks. All right. We're going to we're gonna quick rotate to Dash. Bye. Thanks so much, Freak. Anything you want to say before we, as we say goodbye? Thank you, Travis, for hosting the best league talk show. Oh, wow. That was easy. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Off you go. Now Freak's we're trying to get Dash. Is Dash in any of these? Oh, he is in. He's in pleb calls too. Can you pull him? Uh, yep, Mark? I'm getting him on air. Okay, and then all right, he's on air. I have him in. I wonder if it calls because we're creating a giant Skype chat with everybody. You think it's going to call everyone? Oh wait, I accidentally <laughs> called Nicole. I don't want Nicole. I mean, I do, but uh, this is awkward. Can he just if you add him to it? Can't he just click join call? Um. Yes. Uh. 
he I have to I have to okay he joined okay here we go um goodbye Did you mute on, on Skype and we were you using Discord for for audio yeah Discord for audio oh my god he's so quiet for me can you hear him on you can yes no he's he's really quiet on on Discord I think that that might be because of uh, the Skype call lowering his volume that oh it's is it that's I'll turn him. I'll I'll turn you up manually, Dash. That usually Talk doesn't again. do it for okay. for. I won't touch anything incoming though, because otherwise we're gonna have. I have him. I have him on max. I have him on max. Can you up? Can, okay, in Discord. Your, yeah, in Discord. Up yeah, here. yeah. Can you up yeah. your your Discord? Uh, I got it. I got it. Here we go. Sorry guys for the technical issues as we rapidly rotate and I, one man produces. <laughs> The show. I, I need I to can't find do a ton, but there you go. There's a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. And you'll get uppity, and then you'll you'll shout really loudly. Yeah, so I, I'm not know, worried. Yeah, you know me. You know uppity. Me. Instead uppity. of animated, uppity's uppity. a uh, screaming. He always gets uppity. Um, <laughs> Twitch chat. Can you hear him? Okay. Is this going to be passable? Well, hold on. I also can. I'll, I'll mess with my gain a little bit over here. Okay. Ah. Well, bam. All right. Okay. Perfect. All right, I like it. It sounds like you're on the analyst desk. Woo. Okay. Uh, well, welcome to the show, Dash. Thanks for for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me. How you been holding up? Uh, pretty well, pretty well. Um, I was having a rough go of it, I think, like last week, and I realized uh, as much as we are supposed to be observing safe uh, social distancing guidelines, and I have been, uh, I needed to get outside and, and see the, the sun more. <laughs> uh, I was just spending so much time isolated indoors, so I, I just made to, made sure to get out uh, every day for like the last seven days in a row for a half hour to an hour just to walk uh, and get that sunlight. And I have felt so much better uh, with at least that small change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it is uh, pretty difficult. I think um, today I saw I walked out of my room and I just saw Kobe. Kind of like the Narcos meme, just like standing around and staring off into the distance out the balcony and in the kitchen and just, you could tell he very much needed to go outside. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been it, difficult. It's a tough time. I think I mean, it's a tough time for everyone. That's why it's important to check in. So thank you very much for doing that. Uh, I hope both of you are, are well. I know we're short on time, but I, I don't think it can be overstated how important self-care is right now and for everyone to kind of uh, check in with themselves and uh you know, really understand what you, your mind and your, your body needs and, you know, uh, take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you might end up in front of like 3000 people in a romper and a hat. Mark, you are, uh, the pinnacle of high fashion, my friend. Um, I've never been able to pull off a romper and you can now say that you have. So. I was going to say, are we calling this pulling it off? I, 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 look, man, I think, you, I think you, I think those colors suit you quite well. The hat was an interesting choice. That's probably the piece of the ensemble that I would have avoided is the, uh, All right, for the, you, the hat's hat coming indoors. off. Oh, thank you so much, my friend. And, and Dash, I think if you, uh, you sound really good whenever you're right next to the mic. Oh, so if you can all right. All right. I'll be lead. right in here. Yeah. Y'all going to get to hear the ASMR dash. Too. Oh, that's hey. so much better. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Mark, if you want to start looking to pull somebody, yeah. um, and Dash, what, what are your predictions for this weekend? Uh, I'm actually uh, leaning a little bit more towards Freak's camp. I know we both, we had Azale and, and Freak on, and Freak was pulling for FlyQuest, and I think I kind of align with that. I think Saturday's series is going to be super close, so I'm calling 3-2 for FlyQuest. And a lot of that comes from both momentum of winning the, the series prior, whereas EG lost it. I know it was a tougher opponent, but just 
momentum matters. And as well, the biggest factor being that they've landed on solo, it seems. And I think that roster of five, coupled with momentum and continued improvement, because they've only been together so long, I actually think they're going to surprise us and, and pull out some stuff. And then I think C9 crushes no matter who makes it in. Yeah. Uh, 3-0, 3-1 at most. Uh, but when Cloud9 has lost two games, the entire split, how are you asking a team to win three against them? It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Well, uh, let's uh, let's hop into our call because our caller is here with a reference to a game that I don't. I wonder how many people will get. I miss Infinite Crisis is here. I miss Infinite Crisis. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. Yo. Wasn't that game? Oh, I was in Boston. I think where they made it. So you're yeah. maybe not a former employee. But uh, what <laughs> what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, well, I actually wanted to talk about the possibility of Double Lift going to Dignitas um, over any of the other teams. Because I'm thinking, are we, Mark, are we going to grab a finals call? <laughs> I was where I don't I didn't know we were doing all riot people in a row because I was like, okay, I have a FlyQuest, EG, and C9 caller already yeah. for when Nicole, Jack, and and Trisha come on, and it's just fucking boring riot personality after boring riot personality. Excuse me, Mark. Dash isn't boring. I meant the other two before you. Thank you. This will be great. Thank you. Okay. Uh, well. Okay. So give us give us your your dig take, and then I this might be our is this our final double lift call for the night, Mark? Do we have one more? I th- I think. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> give give us your dig take. Okay. So the way I looked at it is that the with the top five teams, uh, I don't see any changes as far as your ADC goes. This uh, you know at this point in the season would be advisable. So that would leave our bottom five teams, um, which would be, I believe, uh, which Dignitas is in. And so I looked at it as, okay, Dig and CLG would be the obvious choices, in my opinion, uh, just because they've got native ADCs, right? So it would be simple without any uh, import slots having to get um, weird. Then, though, when I brought that up with my friend who I uh, was initially talking about with, he said that, uh, Aframu and Double Lift aren't on the best terms. I'm not sure if that's true, but uh, with that in mind, I had thought about the fact that Ole is on the Academy roster, and Ole and Double Lift did win two splits together, right? Mm-hmm. So the simple move would be to acquire Double Lift, move Ole up from Academy onto the main roster, and then it would be as simple as trying to figure out what to do with Huni. I am not sure that Peter would be thrilled to play with Ole again. Um, just because I think I think he likes him personally, but I feel like the move to Core JG was somewhat endorsed by Peter, um, and so okay. I would be surprised to see he actually. A better question would be: Would he rather play with Aframu or Ole again? Uh, perhaps one he's not interested in ever answering. But uh, <laughs> I think I think that that might be the support stuff might be a bit of a struggle for you in the Dignitas move. Right, that's a that's a fair point. Um, I would be curious Dash's initial thoughts to Yeah, hard no, hard pass. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) If if you're double lift, right? Uh, uh, If you're anyone, if you're Dignitas or if you're double lift. I actually think uh well I I I do recognize Azale's point earlier of saying that any team in the LCS should be looking at double lift because of the caliber of player that double lift is, and I, I do agree with that statement kind of in a vacuum and isolation. But if I look at uh, if I look at Dignitas and what maybe Dignitas is trying to build as well as what Dignitas should augment based on what happened this split, I don't think the AD carry is the piece that they need to fix right now. Um, I think there are bigger gains made by looking at um, top jungle mid 
um, at the moment. Um, it, particularly when you take into account the money that they're spending on those positions as compared to what I assume, I don't know what they're paying Johnson, but what I assume they're paying for Johnson. And so when you just take a, when you look at the economy, I think the financials of this decision, it doesn't make a ton of sense to take a guy who adequately performed for the price that you were paying for him and the expectation that you had of him for the split in Johnson um, as a, as opposed to looking to replace the piece that cost, whose cost far outweighed his actual performance. It's very Moneyball-esque in the sense of like, just looking at like, what is the value I get for the cost that I pay? And I think pretty objectively, you can look at um, Dignitas's performance this split and say, um, Huni for sure. And then I have to assume Froggen commanded a sizable salary, not near what uh, Huni's was, but those would be the two guys that I would be looking at to say, we paid X to get Y and we, we still paid X. We didn't, you know, X was, is what was paid, but we got 0.5 Y, you know? Yeah, and so right. we're going to, that's what we want to look to fix. But so then what was, what we, sorry. Uh, I was going to just ask quickly, what was your initial reaction when you saw like the Huni, his contract is trying to be moved after one dash? split after, yeah, for dash after signing a two year, 2.3 mils. It sounds like, from my understanding, some portion was guaranteed, which is where that kind of yeah. disagreement happened between the GM when he like commented on Loco's comment about right. like the two point three mil isn't all guaranteed. But I yeah, I've heard it's. I've heard that this is this is the rumor I've heard is that one year they have to pay out twelve months. You're not a credible source. Oh, I'm not a credible <laughs> source. Sorry. <laughs> I'll stop talking. Anyway, continue. Dash. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, no, it's a tough position. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't think Dignitas is in an easy position because I think it's going to be hard to offload that contract. I don't know what kind of team right now that maybe has the disposable income to buy that contract is also in need of a possibly top performing but very volatile top laner. Um, again, if I'm looking at teams that might want to throw money out like that, they already have reasonably good top laners. And so I think for Dignitas, more what I'd be looking at is if I can't offload the Hooney portion of, of or the Hooney contract from the roster, I'm looking to play or index into his play style even further. Um, and one of my big one of my big fears coming into the split was was not understanding how Froggen and Hooney were supposed to operate on the same team together. Um, and it's not a slight on either of them. I just don't think they're play styles that complement each other. And we kind of saw that even as Froggen made significant efforts throughout the split, I think to get out of lane and get to the side lanes, which is somewhat counter to the play style he normally succeeds with. Sure, they got some wins. It wasn't enough. So I actually think maybe you look to get rid of Froggen. Um, and this isn't because I think Froggen is a poor player, but I think because you're looking for something else in the mid lane to augment Huni, and that's assuming that they can't offload Huni's contract. If they can get someone to buy Huni's contract, I say you go that route because you're just shoveling out cash right now for 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 an out for an unwanted well, outcome. And and I continue. I tweeted about this a little bit, but I continue to think like uh, it is. You you mentioned the economy of the situation, Dash. I will re reference the economy in the United States right now and say that I don't think that, uh, <laughs> also that. <laughs> um, say, I see I think chat, is holding chat back, saying yeah. DeMonte and I agree. I a hundred percent agree. Thank you for calling that name out. This is a guy I think should have been on a roster coming into spring split. It's actually who I was hoping hundred thieves was going to look at. 
Uh, very happy with the way that Ryoma has been performing in his rookie split here in, in the LCS. So, you know, I'll take my licks there for assuming that maybe Tanner would have done better. But I think DeMonte is 100% uh, the style of player who would better fit uh, with Huni than than Froggen does. And and then maybe Froggen finds a better home. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I actually had a, an interesting thought there. And, with... and if you can make the thought real quick. Sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, sorry. Um, so the... The gist of it is that uh, is offloading Huni and maybe swapping Frog into top lane because his less aggressive, less roaming style of play, I think, might be, you know, a simple thing of throwing Demonte up in the mid lane and maybe swapping Frog into top and seeing what results that would yield. That was just another thought that went through my head. Um, but you know, again, Huni and Demonte played together very well last year. You know, they did manage to get clutch into uh, Worlds, even though they got group of death. Um, so I mean, they're both valid options. I just think that uh, in this in this situation, Froggen is the better player to keep, um, especially considering the economy parts, like you mentioned, uh, over Huni. Yeah, I I think just to kill, like I just can't imagine Dignitas right now shelling out the money to keep to. to I I think part of the reason they're trying to drop Huni not just as the performance, but also I think the cost associated with him, and I think that. Uh, double lift will probably command a very large cost, so I think that that's that's the issue. Dash, you were going to give up maybe a final thought? Uh, no, no, no. I, I was going to say kind of exactly what you're saying, which is that so much of this specific conversation comes down to the economy of the discussion and whether or not you know anyone's even remotely interested in Huni's contract. Otherwise, I I think that that dictates a lot of the moves that that organization can and would even want to make. So uh, while I agree, something needs to change. Um, I actually don't think it's the 80 carry, which gets back to the core of the question. I actually think right. Johnson uh, is in a good spot, and I want to see him under the tutelage of like a more experienced player like Aframu, who might not be a mechanical god, but can help this kid learn the ropes. And then let's see, you know, Johnson move on to maybe, you know, next to somebody like Vulcan, right? And then like, oh my god, what a bot lane that could be. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks so much. Any uh, shout-outs? Anything you want to say, Miss? I miss Infinite Crisis. Uh, yeah, I wanted to for one, shout out Infinite Crisis, first MOBA, great game, really miss it. Uh, and then I want to do a uh, shout out my gold uh, Clash team, uh, my friends John, Josh, Chase, and Zach. So, you know, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Great talking to you guys. Hell yeah, good luck in your next Clash tournament. Thanks, guys. And Dash, uh, it's time to say goodbye to you too, but I think one question I wanted to ask you really quickly uh -huh. that I've been meaning to, I forgot to ask Mark and our, our former Riot uh, broadcast guest, What's it been like being on ESPN? Do you feel more weight as you know that the broadcast is going out onto television? More, more weight. Uh, that's an. That I don't know if I would use that term. There's an amount of pressure I think that goes along with just knowing that maybe there are some new eyeballs on there, and you want those people to feel welcome and to not feel alienated. So that's maybe one piece of it. Is that I just hope that. The you know the way I choose to speak to our audience is inclusive enough. Um, I think the crazier thing is that we're working with two different broadcasts. Yeah. So te the technical aspect of it is what's harder, and that and that's just because I actually don't have a direct connection to the ESPN broadcast. I only have a connection to my producers, and I trust them with my life. I will follow them off a cliff, you know, and so I really do have to do that. I just have to listen to them and 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 uh and be ready to go but having no control like literally zero control over one half of the show almost is a very different feeling than what i normally have where i can always hit my producer and say like i want to hold on i want to hold for 30 seconds or something espn's got to go 
they gotta yeah. go, they gotta go. And so when my producer says, cut them off and throw to, you know, throw to commercial, I'm yeah. like, ah, ah. And so there's yeah. just, a, there's just a little bit of that stress and it's a situation I've never, I've never uh, taken part in, so. Well, thanks, cool. Dash. Anything you wanna say as we say goodbye? Yeah, I wanna, small grievance with you, sir. Um, the thumbnail for this uh, show tonight, you realize uh, that was Dark Dash? And not. Oh, I apologize. And that was not Dash. I, uh, I, I did not personally do the graphic for it. Uh, but who do, who do I, I, I? Yeah, I, like you don't have any oversight. <laughs> I take I take <laughs> responsibility. Your nameless, faceless graphics guy. I uh, I felt I I will admit I felt like the graphic was really good. And it was I, it was a really of, good graphic. And then I the noticed image, a little yeah. bit. Of, I don't know if there's a Freudian slip because I tuned into your stream before 8 p.m. and I noticed that your camera was perfectly over my head. So you chose oh, yes, not yes. to replace yourself on the image, but me on the image with your. Well, in the in the image, you are just you're you're lifting me up, and so I felt like right. you could support me in that way. <laughs> We're out of time. Yeah, Please all leave. right, I will. Thank Please you leave. very much. <laughs> Been a pleasure. See you. Bye. I assume we're going to give everyone else an extra five minutes now because we're going yeah, to it over. Yeah, we might be running a little bit over. I'm trying trying to make sure that uh, it's not too much. Can you help me hunt down flowers while I do a a quick break? Because I haven't seen him join any of the channels yet. Um, and uh, he's going to go skyclose. But if you're here, please. I did join. DM him on Twitter, but if you can hunt him down and maybe try to I don't know give what him more, I can do other than Discord. look for his name. Well, here. just think about it while I do this Alienware ad. All right, everyone, big news tonight. Uh, two big, cool things uh, that I'm happy synced up perfectly for us to announce on Spring Finals Mega Hotline League 2020. Uh, one is, if everyone can go right now to alienware.com slash Travis. I think you have to add the HTTPN. I'm going to do that. Um, I'll just put it into the chat. But what you're going to see now is, I know some of you guys, if you're good human beings, have been to it previously. Uh, but now there is a dedicated Travis Gafford landing page. I need to update this thumbnail. Um, that where you can see, uh, obviously, this giveaway right now. You can enter it right by the way to get a uh, gaming monitor a desktop. They've been pr doing that as part of the LCS broadcast. Now you can also like this is a dedicated video that we did talking about the partnership and everything, and then also quotes from me on some of the hardware that we use. Uh, Mark, I uh, I don't know if you can see the the screen right now, but your cat is actually in the yeah, shot, the that. screenshot. Yeah, that's pretty well, glorious. Yeah, I felt like I would, I would do that. Is there for a you. suitcase on my bed too? What's going on? That. Picture? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it is a suitcase. You should clean it more. Um. And so it's we've like, got a whole a bunch of stuff about the uh, the way that we use the gear and all that stuff. So if you guys can just check it out at alienware.com/travis, that's really cool. We've got my uh, savings code Travis ten off on there. So it's kind of a cooler uh, experience. And we're also going to be trying to update this throughout the year. Um, with some of the different gear that we use and you guys can we're going to spotlight some of the stuff and, and try to uh, spotlight the partnership even some like special content maybe even uh, will go on here that um, we're working on a valorant video that might live on this page so either way uh, really cool that alienware was able to make it happen and i think it looks really great so please check it out secondly some of you guys might have registered for alienware arena already as part of like a giveaway or whatever however if you have not and you live in the u.s I think it maybe it's North America, but I, I believe it's the U.S. You can go right now to alienwarearena.com/travis. I'm going to put a link in the chat, and uh, this will be hopefully in it's it's not alienware.com/travis, alienwarearena.com/travis, and you can get a hex tech chest. We're giving away three thousand 
Hextech Chess as part of this, um, which is actually pretty cool. So literally, the first 3,000 people to sign up on this page instantly win. It's not not like a chance to win, not like you enter a contest, you instantly win a Hextech Chess. So everybody can go to alienwarearena.com slash Travis. I don't know if we're gonna crash the page. If we crash the page, maybe check back later. But um, go get a, a Hextech Chess for League of Legends. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you, you can go do that. Head, head over to the awards section. Once you've made it, there's a bunch of info in there. So alienwarearena.com slash Travis, check it out. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if it has a key. It might have a key. Just go check it out. Do me a favor. Sign up alienwarearena.com slash Travis. Thank you so much to them. Literally 3000, we're giving away 3000 chests. That's pretty cool. Any, uh, any work, any, any luck, Mark? Nope. No. Okay. Um, well, should I just get the next caller and we'll two-man it? Uh, I think, let's see if we can go, um, maybe we can go quick to, okay, let me see if I can pull somebody early, one of our other guests, just in case Flyer shows up later. Um, okay. Uh, let's see if Jack's free. Jack, are you free? Hello, Jack. I saw him in Twitch chat earlier. Can we move you up early? And I saw Reaper come in and ask when Jack was going to be on. Okay. Jack Jack says, yo, Jack, I'm going to call you. Can you join the Discord, Jack, and join one of the channels? Discord.gg slash Travis if you're free um, a little early. That would be super helpful. While he's getting into Discord, uh, shout out to OPTSM fan who gifted subs to Dash, Doublelift, Xempire, Reaper, Rage the Budkip, Freak, Bunch of other people, ZBig05, Andrew Rules Dude, Ghost Han, uh, Shield, Shielded Avenger, Insaya, so many things, Dawn of Raven, uh, Weapon, XO, Smoke Dog. I believe we're all caught up on the subs, but thanks everyone for, for doing that. Uh, Jack is should be joining one of the Discord channels. Yeah, he's asking which channel. Any any channel works. Any channel, uh, we'll just pull I'm you. Just scrolling there, up. Oh, he's down there. I found him. Hello, ah. Jack. Jack, hello. Yo, hey. Hey, uh, I'm going to call you on Discord right now. I'm going to add you to the call. Just do me a favor and mute as soon as you join. Um, Got it. Okay. And thanks for um, being flexible so we can pull you early. Uh, I need to change it so it doesn't say Captain Flyers above your head. Um, oh, no, your rotation's thrown off. Everything's okay. falling apart. Okay, okay. You should be getting a call right now on on Discord, are you? Um, let's see. Let me check. You mean or, I'm sorry. Skype? On uh, Skype. Skype. Yeah, I'm on Skype right now. Could you guys not hear me? Um, I hear you on Discord. I don't hear you on. Oh, you just need to turn your camera on on Skype. Oh, okay. And then that you're you good. Do need to do that. One second. And I think we should be good. Honestly, things we're we're rotating quickly right now. I think we're doing okay for not bad. a show that was being self-produced. I see. I see you in the call. I think you just need to turn your camera on and we'll be good. Yeah, I think Skype just crashed. One second. Oh, that Classic. happens sometimes. Uh, well, Mark, if you do you have a caller ready to go? I'm, I'm yeah. ready. Go ahead and pull me in. Okay. Yeah, I think I already pulled you. It says that oh, you're in the call. Okay, okay. Cool, joining. Okay, okay, cool. I think we should be good. Oh, I saw it flash for just a second. Yeah, there we go. Hey, is this working? Yes, yes. Okay, I'm adding you into the, the overlay, and we see you. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Jack. Congratulations on uh, winning 
spring split. It sounds like you already have based off of everyone we've talked to on the show so far. Uh, are you are you at all nervous at, at all going into this weekend? Because maybe there's a lot of pressure for everything to go the way it needs to go. Uh, nervous? No, no. I'm just enjoying um, all of the drama outside of LCS right now. It's been really fun to follow. Okay. What's, what's been your favorite drama? Is it Travis Gafford's YouTube mm. channel? Is it uh, I real think, life? I, I think seeing some of the offs, uh, you know, between season moves that are going on are, is really exciting. I think it's been super interesting. I, I, um, I want to see like North America get better. And I think some of these moves could make North America better. And so I've, I've sat down and thought a lot about like, what moves would I would I make if I was on this team, and what would would be the outcome of that? So it's been pretty, it's been pretty fun. Nice. Now I'm wondering, like, what would like? I just want to like throw a team at Jack and be like, fix this team and, and see what what is a uh, Jack. Are you are, but... are you aware of moves or rumors that haven't been reported yet? I won't ask you which ones. I'm just curious if there's other stuff you're hearing that has, isn't isn't out there yet. Um. So not really. I've got pretty bad information to be honest. I I. I have noticed some interesting solo queue trends, though. Um, Notice Bjergsen is playing with Spika, so I wonder what's up with that. Oh, interesting. Mm. And, um, you know, how would that change that team? Would it be better or worse? And, you know, I, I have no idea if any of these things are, are real or not, but it's definitely fun to think about. Nice. Uh, well, uh, Mark, do you want to grab our, our He's caller already for here. Jack? William is oh, a... He is already here. William. A... William, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from New York. New York. Uh, well, hope everything is uh, going okay for you there. What uh, What do you want to talk about on the show? I want to talk about how Cloud9's success is not just from like their talented players, but how they coach the players. Like they want the players to play what they're good at, and like they all they always want their team to be on the same page. I remember like Cloud9 lost two players in the beginning of the season, and then they had a bad start, but they were still able to come back and win Academy. So you you think it's a lot of this is the coaching stuff that you're saying is is responsible for the success of the org. So Jack, uh, how much of it is any of this you, or is it all Reapered? Because it sounds like these are coaching decisions that are are the credit or it needs to be given. It, it's really it's really a huge team effort, um, and so um, and it's not just like you know obviously Reapered's incredible, but the, it's the players that we picked up and their mentalities. It's really good management that's working with them every day to try to make sure that they're getting everything they need and they're, they're staying focused. We have an incredible like uh, sports psychologist, Gary, who has brought a lot to the team as well. So it's a huge team effort. It's It, would be, uh, it wouldn't be fair to anybody to say it was one particular person. One thing I heard that was interesting from Raz uh, during Academy when I was, I was working with him today, uh, he mentioned that C9 Academy probably worked harder than other teams he was talking about uh scrims on game days and and mm -hmm. warming up and taking those more often and more serious than other people and he said you guys were always super active in in the skype group that was asking for scrims all the time so uh is that something that you kind of mentioned the players but is it more coming from staff hoping to push the players or is this like players being like man we suck we're four and five through the first round rob we need to get better type thing no it, it I, I, I'm it's really is a group effort. Like the players that we selected were really hungry. Um, and the management wanted to work with people that were really engaged in what they were offering. Uh, so across the board, um, if you have one player like that, 
wasn't like hungry and didn't want to work hard, it actually like, spreads across all the other players. It causes it causes like a lot of other problems. And so over the last few years, we've tried to be really selective. You can't be you can't be perfect on it. Um, and if you, oh, I want to take you back to December. We made some moves, like we like announced academy players, and they quickly dropped off. Two of them actually, um, because we, you know, there's only so much you can get done in an interview process. And once mm-hmm. you come out and you find out, hey, these guys actually aren't fitting in with the program that we thought we the way we thought they would, and um, historically, we would say, oh, we can fix this or, you know, let's give it some more time. But experiences has taught us like, hey, we should just, just pull the trigger and change this now before it becomes a problem in season. That, that's really interesting because I, I didn't want to, you know, it's, it's hard to ask someone to give away the secret sauce of what makes their org so good because I pulled some, I had a strategy pull. You guys were in five of the eight last finals in Academy uh, which is more the next closest was at two. There was two teams at two. Mm. So like you, you have more finals appearances in the academy than the next two closest put together, which is pretty crazy. So we're really good at second. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely the case. Uh, but like, <laughs> what else would you say you think you guys do really well to find these right players that are able to work in in this holistic approach that you're saying, where everyone's working together? Uh, obviously, recently you, you're mentioning. Um, being very quick when you think you see a problem is saying, all right, this isn't going to work out. Uh, but what else do you think you guys do that seems to be better from the outside uh, than all these other orgs that, that can't quite always be at the highest level like you guys are? I mean, we, we, we do spend a lot of time trying to figure out small little improvements. Um, I think if you try to like make huge improvements on any person, like you're going to end up um, falling short. So we spend a lot of time thinking about like, what little changes can we make to our environment to make it better? What little like adjustments come to our play could could make things better? Um, and and I think by doing that for a long period of time, we've we've picked up some really big gains that you wouldn't have thought of um, when you first put in the small changes. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, what do you think it is that? has allowed, I mean, you, you kind of answered this, I think, just a second ago, but I don't know if you can broadly speak to what is it about you guys that is so different from the other teams that allows you to build talent and make these bets over and over again that just seem to pan out? I mean, obviously, you guys are great at identifying your own uh, culture fits and, and maybe dropping or making adjustments whenever you need to, but... Why is it that it feels like Cloud9 is the only team in the league that's able to consistently do this? Um, we've taken a lot of risks and we've screwed up sometimes, um, but I think we're not afraid to make those big changes that a lot of people would think are, um, you know, oh, wow, that's going to really hurt us, like uh, our, our brand image or going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. And um, But uh, I think it's important to to do what you think is right, regardless of if it's going to have a lot of negative impact socially, if it's, if it's best for the team, it, the other players on the team are going to appreciate, the management's going to appreciate, the coaches are going to appreciate it. And it's not easy to do, and we haven't always done the right thing, but I think we've got a lot of momentum um, in that we've done a lot of things right, and now that we've built like, a lot of trust inside Cloud9 to make these changes. I'll I'll push us in a minute about ahead to the actual finals and some of the predictions and stuff. Well, like I'm that. I'm I'm thinking maybe we wrap up. Do you have a another take on this, Mark? But otherwise, maybe I, I'm thinking we wrap up the call and go to another one. Oh, I, I don't know if I have another C9 call prepared. Okay, 
Well, uh, uh, so I'll, I'll just I'll just transition in a second. But I have one follow up question off that, which I I think is really interesting about being willing to take the risk and make the move and, and mess up. Um, and it kind of comes back to coaching staff where Reaper has what feels like this pedigree and, you know, resume that is pretty unrivaled in, in North America right now. Um, and it raises this interesting chicken or the egg for me where I'm like, okay, I want people to have your managerial mindset where you're willing to piss off the fans a little bit, or even sometimes mm-hmm. your own players with uh, controversial decisions that you think are the right ones. Um, but then the, <laughs> the other, you know, thing in my mind is like, do I trust some of these other coaches and or- organizations to, to, you know, actually be seeing clearly and making the right decisions? Uh, so I, I guess my question would be, if you didn't have Reaper and you had to, you know, rebuild from the ground up, you didn't have this, this like longstanding, what many people would say, the best coach in North American history, how would you go about trying to start, start over? Like, what would be the things that you're looking for? Um, in in an organization to start building this you know tradition and ability to make difficult choices. That's a super tough question, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't have the answer I for that one. About this all the time. Uh, I, I, I think like uh, some of the scariest things for me were um, before I picked up Reaper. Right, I made some really big changes to my team. I you know I moved high and lemon and balls and uh, everyone to and rush to my academy team or my challenger team at the time. Right mm-hmm. and without guidance from someone like Reaper, I, you know, I picked up, you know, impact. It brought medias back. Um, you know, we brought a brought on mm, smoothie actually at the time. And it was funny, funny food and smoothie. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, that was scary stuff without having like a, you know, someone as smart as Reaper at my back validating kind of my thoughts. Um, so, um, I have no idea how to answer your question besides I would say that, try to find someone that like um sp- like as the owners they need to spend the time to really actually understand what they're investing in and and have a love and passion for it and if they don't have it they better find people that are really smart at identifying not only just like hey this guy's a really good player but can these these people actually work together um and like that type of like hiring isn't just tough for teams it's tough for all businesses um, yeah. and so, uh, it's, it's a, a question that all companies are trying to figure out. Yeah. Hey, uh, William, any final thoughts or follow-ups before we move on to the next caller? Uh, I wanted to do shout out, shout out my cousin. Uh, he hit rank one two months ago and he's trying to join scouting ground 17. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, Travis, well, I, I met him once last year. I was very nervous and he was very nice to me. Thank you. And, what? uh, Jack, hire uh, hire LS. Hire William, William, one He's quick follow up. What is your your cousin's summoner name? Right now it's Echo Dai Mo O. Okay. I don't know how to say it correctly, but then but then his Twitter hang, handle is Tang Yuan, and then he has the screenshots of his rank one. Gotcha. Cool. Okay, cool. Well, maybe we'll see him at uh, Scouting Grounds this year, and and perhaps Jack will be able to scout him out and then hopefully this clip will go viral and my youtube channel will get some extra views we hey, scout attack uh, alice right now right here <laughs> thanks so much William. Thank have you. a good one yeah thank you uh, mark do you think we could take uh the caller that we're gonna have for flowers and bring him in uh, right now since we have jack for another 10 or so minutes uh sure let me see what i have in the can well while while you're uh, mark's working on that uh jack follow up what do you think is going to happen tomorrow uh hmm 
it's it's interesting. I think both teams um, have really grown in strength over the season, um, and I'm glad to see that. Uh, I think that um, I think that EG has higher highs and lower lows, and um, personally, like I would rather. I, I think that either team could win. I would personally rather see FlyQuest come through because I think it would be easier for our team. Not in that, like, I think that the the low lows will obviously make EG pretty easy, but when they do hit their highs, they're strong, and I'd rather not see it. So um, so my personal bias, I want to see FlyQuest win. I think either team could win, though. The storyline well, of, of old C9 players versus new C9, though, is so it's spicy. It's way more right? fun, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, luckily, our, our caller has an opinion oh. on uh, what's going to happen. Zeus, okay, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Anderson, Indiana. Anderson, Indiana. Awesome. What do you want to talk about? Um, well, first off, let me preface this uh, by telling Jack I'm a major C9 fan. Oh, thank you. But Uh-oh. I'm assuming that EG beats FlyQuest, mm-hmm. and I think that EG will beat C9 3-2 in the finals. Ooh, <laughs> there is a spicy take. The one person that calls in tonight and says... Something uh, other than a C9 win prediction. Why is that, Zeus? Um, I believe that over the course of sort of the end of the split and through the playoffs, EG has been getting better. I think everyone will agree with that. Uh, C9, uh, Zven admitted in an interview with Travis that they've had trouble improving, right, um, because of the lack of competition. So I think it's been easier for EG to catch up than it has been for C9 to outrun them. And uh, I think EG can pull off um, not only their own best of five against C9, but also like TSM's uh, win against C9 in the regular season, uh, how they sort of played it, played around top lane because I think their top lane is their sort of weakest point on EG. Uh, and it worked in their, in their win against C9, right? Uh, they played around top lane, sort of put Lickers behind, and then the rest of their lanes were sort of able to uh, outscale a little bit through the game so i think they can pull off things like that and uh and their experience that has um given them success through the rest of the playoffs i think will carry them through Mm -hmm. jack what's your rebuttal i mean i think some of those points are like are correct in that um it is harder to stay ahead um and that when you're having poor scrim quality and we pretty much have um uh, you know that your opponents are learning more or have more opportunity to learn than you do. So you have to really push yourselves on uh, on making sure that um, that you're identifying ways you can improve when it's not really obvious. So, um, and these teams have gotten stronger and, and that is correct. Um, I That said, there's no fucking way EG is going to be this. So <laughs> we have it. <laughs> Well, there you go. I mean, Zeus, that should be good news for you, right? You're a C9 fan, so hearing that confidence from... Oh, yeah, for sure. I want them to win. I just think I think there's a good chance that, that EG can pull out a close series. Yeah, I, I think they if they play well, they're going to make things tough. But in the end, we're going to beat them. I mean, it, too, the, the problem, Zeus, is that we just saw, you know, EG and C9. I, I just... I don't know. It's. I think it's really uh, tough. Mark, is there any chance in your mind that that C nine doesn't take the split? Oh boy. Uh, I've I was I've been on the the C nine hype train since basically week two or three, where I've been making bets with everyone that C nine is going to win the split. I think I made like a three to one odds bet with you, and then I f- 
was stupid on the dive and accidentally flipped it against me. And I took a one to three on <laughs> <laughs> that they would win the split. But it turns I out it looks best, like it's man. pretty I thought good. it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it actually was, was the right bet to take. So I have a, I've had a couple bets out in C9 for a while. So I still think they're going to win. But uh, I am... The, the thing I'm most interested to see what happens is around the, the top lane with the poppy counterpick that started kind of moving the needle. It felt a little mm-hmm. bit in the series because Licorice dumpstered Kumo in both sides of the same matchup at first. And then uh, Aatrox is a really interesting pick that's very easy to blind early on, uh, but does have counters that, depending on how hard you want to go, you can get pretty deep into 1v1 counters. You can get these kind of tank ones like the poppy, GP... Uh, you can get more skill-based matchups, too, if you want to play, like, Camille's and Aurelia's, some people play. So I'm curious what Kumo has if the Poppy is not available or, you know, what where that swings it. But I still think it would have to be incredible, as well as a bunch of other things happening for uh, C9 not to win. Uh, but I would I would wonder, Jack knows his team the best. If they lost, how how does it happen? How, like, what, what went wrong in the world where C9... Uh, loses does, does Niski? I don't know. The guys eat off spicy the rails? food tonight. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't food know. Poisoning. <laughs> food poisoning. We yeah. we got some donuts sent to us by EG. Maybe those are laced or something. Uh, that seems <laughs> the most likely way for us to take a. That is true, actually. Yes, <laughs> that'd be a great on-brand way to beat you guys too. <laughs> it seriously <laughs> would. Yeah, did you just immediately dump those into the trash when they showed up or no like i i took a picture because they were beautiful and then i'm like guys don't eat these i'm gonna eat the first to see what happens you know <laughs> i ate one uh i survived uh, i saw some of our academy guys eat them and uh they said the academy team the academy players send them in first me then the academy and our guys said i think we're clear okay <laughs> that's amazing all right um uh, <laughs> Well, uh, Zeus, any final thoughts or shout-outs before we move on to our next caller? Uh, yeah, I just want to shout-out to uh, all the healthcare workers and frontline workers. Um, yeah. I'm a recovering corona patient, so oh, wow. It's, oh, uh, wow. it's pretty crazy right now. So just everyone stay safe, and thanks for all their work. Take well, care. really happy to hear that you recovered, and hopefully you're in, you're in good health now. And uh, thanks for the shout-out, because I think that's a, that's a great one to make. So thanks so much, and thanks for calling in. Uh, that's our, our last call for Jack. Jack, uh, I guess final question for me, unless Mark has anything pressing, I, I gotta say like, it's gotta feel like a long time coming and I know it hasn't happened yet, but, uh, our, it's gotta, it's gotta be somewhat exhilarating to be heading in as the heavy favorite, uh, for to Sunday's match. It's refreshing. It doesn't happen very often. Um, I'm definitely enjoying each moment of it and we have not won though. I do recognize that. And we've been spectacular at grabbing, you know, silver medals for years. And I really don't want to do that again. Um, so we'll just try to stay focused and get this thing done. Well, thanks so much, Jack. Best of luck this weekend. I uh, really appreciate you calling in. Thanks for the invitation, man. Yeah, See you guys. Everyone. Thanks. All right. Uh, off goes Jack On to our next caller. Uh, our next guest, which is Trisha from FlyQuest. Um, Trisha, if I can get you to, I'll call you on Skype, but if you're watching or listening, um, you see her in any of the uh, Megumi Expert in any of the channels, Mark? Not right now. Okay. Well, uh, I'm just updating the overlay, so we'll see if she pops up. Um, I, I'll send her a message on Skype. <sighs> oh, I see her. So... Oh, 
Okay, I see her on Skype, so I'm adding her in via Skype. Um, uh, and I'm gonna say, can you mute when you accept on Skype the call? Okay, so we're calling her right now on Skype. Skype now has these like weird live call IDs, so I'm uh, so I'm pulling her. up her name right now. Uh, almost almost done. Thanks everyone for bearing with us as we are are handling this in a little bit of a different way than we would have uh, if we were all live in person at an event. Um, this is the equivalent of someone who's supposed to be on disappeared from the bar from too many free drinks and we're trying to find where they went. Okay, we got we got Trisha in Discord. So Trisha, as soon as you join Skype, you should be able to see a mute button and you can just hit that. And then just you feel free to talk immediately into Discord. Okay, I see you muted. So now you can talk into Discord. Can we hear you? Hi. Hello. Okay, good. Uh, now I just need you to turn on your webcam and I think we're good uh, on Skype. <laughs> I, I haven't used Skype in like 10 years. Yes, I know. I know. But uh, it, it works well for, for this purpose, I promise. Okay. I think we have your webcam coming in any second, and then we should be good. And uh, thanks, everyone. Shout out to the chat right now for their patience as we're doing this. It looks like, it flicked, on, it looks like it flicked on for just a second. Uh, can you try again on Skype? Man, good thing it's so dead on Friday nights these, these days. You know, yeah. no one has anything yeah. better to can do. Can you see me now? I can't see you yet. Um, but maybe we will try once more. And if not, I'll just pull up a picture of you and we'll, we'll fill it that way. Um, I appreciate you going through the, all of this for us. I'm fine. I'm, or I'm preemptively looking for a not. picture of you. Ah, um, I, okay. I got it. Actually. Hold okay. on one second. Okay. One second. My bad. Well, Google image search has a lot of, uh, the old school Starcraft days. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> someone someone did a throwback. I was like, whoa, that, that is a throwback. <laughs> yeah. All right. We've got we've got you on. Very nice home that you have. It's a, it's looks like it's a little bit cleaner and more well put together than mine. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually decorating a lot of the floral stuff to practice for a greenhouse facility when you tour it later. Nice. I, I, you're already preparing. I can't wait to see it. Um how how has the split been for you? I mean, it feels like the huge breakout split for FlyQuest. Now you're headed into uh, a match tomorrow that could place you in the finals. Uh, and on top of that, everybody's praising the brand initiatives. Uh, Kelby May, longtime hater, has publicly <laughs> tweeted his uh, his endorsement of FlyQuest success. The split with so. Team Snickers finally. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. So, what's it been like for you uh, this past split? Uh, so amazing. I'm so grateful. Um, I can't express into words like how happy and just honored that everyone um, has been so supportive and uh, also critical. Like, I really appreciate it. Like, truly, I, I know I, I laugh, but I sincerely mean it. When we used to get mean for Team Snickers, I think it's really important to have self-awareness and know when you're being a noob so you can get better. Uh, so really appreciate, like, the criticism before from Mark, Travis, Kelby, everyone else. Uh, to be honest, it's something that I agree with too. Like I knew that we needed to shake things up. Uh, and that's why this year has been a whole like kickoff of a rebrand and just really owning everything we're doing going forward. Um, I, I don't know how much you can 
reveal about this because it's kind of internal businessy. But like, uh, you've become even yourself a lot more forward facing. It feels like yeah. this last split. Um, and so, was this just a decision that the org made to have a, a face to it a little bit more, or was this also because a lot of orgs have like, oh, it's the Jack, it's it's yeah. the Steve kind of thing. Um, and so I don't know if that was it, or if, if there was also at a, like a promotion, or like you got more uh, responsibilities thrown for you, or I, I don't know what happened because it all oh, kind of came together at once. Where there's now a face to this org, they now have a brand. Oh yeah, suddenly their team's killing it. Like, what happened in the off season that we didn't see that led to all of this? Yeah, a really good question. So just a little bit about my background. I've been in esports for a decade. Uh, I started off as a streamer uh, on Twitch TV back when it was Justin TV, my contract says, and that propelled me into getting a lot of gigs for hosting and casting. Actually, I met Travis and IPL. I, I was hosting and casting for IPL 3, 4, and 5. Uh, and that took me to being recruited by Azubu. I don't know if you can hear my dog. She's like actually chasing. chasing no, we can't hear. You're good. Um, and uh, before then, I was always balancing my PTO time to do like events and hosts and casts because back then you couldn't really be a pro player. It was really tough um, financially or, or a streamer. You don't have the opportunities now. So I used to do e ERP and CRM implementation. And I was doing this balancing like traveling and seeing my mom at the time. She was like, uh, in hospital for cancer. And then I, I lost my dad. And there was just like a lot of personal things. And then I realized one day, like, dude, if I don't do esports full time and just like dive in, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. So I did, I went to Azuba in 2014 and then eventually went to Immortals as their head of partnerships. And now I, I'm uh, in 2018 in January, I went to FlyQuest and I came as their COO and I did all of their operations. So all the behind behind the th behind the scenes stuff. Um, and I was supposed to be um, like not forward facing, right? We had Ryan mm -hmm. at the time was our CEO. Um, and the first thing we did in 2018 was create our company vision, showcase greatness. So actually all these things that you're seeing uh, was done like my first week of joining FlyQuest. But what we failed on doing was we didn't put the same amount of effort of of the foundation that we built internally to showcase that externally. We didn't have somebody telling you about, um, you know, that we believe greatness already exists within everyone. We want to help them find and showcase it. We didn't have people like voicing it out. We don't have streamers. We don't really have um, our players being evangelists and that's on us. And so when I got promoted in January of this year, I was like, dude, it's time to own it. Like mm -hmm. it's time to just share everything we did. We have a vision and I think that we had a vision before most of all teams, we have a brand, we have a strong brand identity. And the first thing I wanted to do was kick off our Go Green initiative because nature just means so much to me. Um, I'm also like an Ikebana sensei on the side, which is a flower arrangement. So that's why we have all these nature. Awesome. Yes. Well, Sorry, I, that was that, a long question. No, that no, was no, no. an answer. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> it, it all culminated at the end. Yeah, Trisha yeah. got the promotion, killed it in the off season. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, I I want to uh, Mark. Maybe we can grab the next caller, mm -hmm. um, and as we can we can grab a call for her. And while we're doing that, I, there's a uh, Jackie Collins in the in the Twitch chat is very insistent. And I saw this exchange on Twitter. She really wants to know about a crop version of the dark, like a woman's <laughs> crop top of the dark version of uh, the shirt one, that you have. I'm yeah, exactly. My, I'm wearing our glitch jersey right now. 
Yes. It's it's too big because this is the one that we QA'd. This is actually turtles. Um, I will say that we just launched our spring collection. So you can see it had everything to do with our true quest initiative. So you see our floral design, which is actually like an Ikebon arrangement on our jersey. Uh, so I can say, yes, a lot more is coming. Um, but a lot more new stuff is coming. I think it's really important to for FlyQuest to not just be excited with the split. Like, trust me, I'm really excited and really grateful, but we have a lot of work to do. Like if you think that we think that we can just chill now, um, trust us, we are more self-aware than that. Um, Go Green initiative is for our year-long initiative. Underneath uh, Go Green is our True Quest campaign. And starting from summer, we will do another campaign uh, blank quest. I can't share more, but it'll come with more merch. Uh, it'll come with more, you know, in-game interaction, just like we have planting trees. Uh, and we will be doing Earth Day coming up next week, uh, a big event for that. Um, what else? We're going to be doing Save the Wild Turtles. We actually have so much planned, so I can't, I can't wait to share that with everyone. Well, excited to find out uh, soon. And Saya is here. And Saya, welcome to the show. Uh, noted FlyQuest <laughs> fan and critic, yes. uh, I believe, was it the very beginning of this year or the end of last one where you called in with support of, of FlyQuest, but then also sort of trashed some of the branding decisions they'd made <laughs> well, previously? Dude, that was the best ever. You, thank, thank you. <laughs> I laughed my ass off. That was the best episode. <laughs> Thanks. Well, first off, I'm sitting here in my FlyQuest hoodie enjoying a nice Coca-Cola with my DMs from Kelby saying congratulations. <laughs> uh, so yeah, proved him wrong. Or more importantly, FlyQuest proved him wrong. But yeah, um, my take. Well, and uh, remind us where you're uh, calling from. I'm calling from Burlingame, California. Gotcha. Got kicked out of the colleges because of all the corona stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my take is FlyQuest will beat EG convincingly and push C9 harder than most think. I think I can even see FlyQuest far, but I can see them actually beating C9 um, too. You, look um, how you've gotten so confident ever since you, you had the correct prediction at the start of this year. Now you're... You, you said what that FlyQuest is going to finish top three or top mm -hmm. four or something, right? I said top three, yeah. There you go. Yeah, hey. By the way, does know. everyone know what Insaya said on the last call? He called to compliment us and talk about how he was a FlyQuest fan. And then it turned into the ultimate burn where he said that, you know, they're so cringe. They need to do this and Snickers. Uh, it's so hard to be a fan. And I laughed because it's like I was so we had, you know, our whole green, Go Green uh, initiative, everything ready. And I was like, nice. now it's time to like shine and, and uh, support him for all the support he's been through. Thank well, you. And, yeah. and Saya, uh, thankfully, FlyQuest came through for you. But uh, So your take is that we're going to see FlyQuest beat EG tomorrow, and you think there's a chance they could upset C9. Yeah, I do. And to take it back, to go in order, I have some notes I've written out for the EG series. So sure. first off, Solo's introduction with the team, he's getting more comfortable. Personally, in my opinion, I think everyone else can see that. Um, as much as I love Viper, Viper has had a rough split. And I'm not, um, I'm not against the substitution at all for Solo to be in. So Solo being in, uh, I think he, because of the top lane meta and his own personal pull from what we've seen from the past, um, I think this is a pretty comfortable fit for him. He's playing the picks uh, like his Gangplank, uh, Aatrox set. I think that's pretty much all he's played so far in the best of five series. But he's been a significant upgrade over Viper uh, so far in the postseason. Um, 
the GGF series and the TSM series, he's getting more comfortable with the team. And Centaurin has said on uh, streams, and I think the new YouTube video Flyco's uploaded, that, um, you know, to him, like, uh, the players are kind of, like, also getting more comfortable around him as well. Um, I think Flycos actually has better drafts than EG, even in their series versus EG. GVK mentioned specifically the substitution with Solo actually made the game a lot harder for them. But I think what a lot of people seem to forget, and, you know, as a salty Flycos fan that had to watch <laughs> them uh, lose to EG, and because, you know, Nicole and EG have been memeing Flycos all year, you know, I can be a little salty here. I think Flycos threw game one pretty hard with the Baron play. Mm -hmm. um, that game was in their hands, and they lost it. I don't think EG won that game. And I know that analogy is kind of stupid and overused, but I, I truly think that. And now the more saltier, even more saltier side is I think the pauses in Game 4 really messed up FlyQuest. Um, because of the Chrono Break, of course, you know, no one has control over this. Things happen, right? Because of the Chrono Break, they missed the kill on Bang. They had the better scaling comp. Yes, they did get cheesed early game by the, the set, support, and Omnistone and all that. But FlyQuest was willing to try new things by substituting Solo in later in the series, then picking uh, picking some of these uh, out of sight comfort picks. I'm not remembering the champion name, sadly. But I think they really could have won that series, and it kind of made me upset to see people saying, "Oh, EJ, EG smashed them, EG destroyed them," and then of course to like you know put salt on the wound, seeing EG beam us all over Twitter for about a week or so. Mm -hmm. um, I also think Kumo is just really a weak player right now. Um, I think FlyQuest is going to be really good at punishing him. Uh, and I, I want to be fast with this because I know I'm on a time restraint. Ignars, Rakan, dear God. <laughs> that yeah. guy is insane. I'll, um, I'll give you a couple more seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Ignars insane. And then to the C9 series, uh, I think Keen Lamb said FlyQuest has, doing been, has been doing well in skins for C9. I don't really have many other points besides that. Besides, I can just hope. But I think FlyQuest has been proving people wrong all split. And I honestly wouldn't be too tremendously surprised if Mark, they could pull off something yes. What is your thoughts? What are your thoughts on all that analysis? Uh, it's a lot to get into. I will say uh, multiple people on the dive actually favored FlyQuest in the series coming up. Um, I mean, it feels like this show has been, you know, most people are predicting FlyQuest. So. Yeah, I don't know what I would be cool to see what the poll is. You should run one right now. Uh, for, see what Twitch chat thinks at least. Uh, who's going to win? Uh, but I think the points about Kumo and Solo and Viper is a really interesting one that I think most people are kind of pointing to as the obvious change. I thought they did a good job early in that series for targeting Jazuke as well and, and killing him and holding him down throughout the mid game and or early in mid game. And I think it was actually surprisingly the entire side of EG that stepped up, which is both scary and good for FlyQuest that, you know, they could control the best player, but then they were still losing some of the games. But to the caller's point, you know, Sai's point about the, the pause was a little bit of a tilter. I don't think anything was unfair about it because you can't just assume that Bang would have done that if his support could actually flash. Um, but at the same time, there's that psychological component where I'm sure players are thinking, oh, we should have killed him and whatnot. So I think it's going to be a really close series. I could see it going either way, but I am leaning towards FlyQuest. Um, the thing, and I don't know if Trisha can add too much insight um, on the decisions around Solo and Viper, because for a long period of time, basically as soon as Solo signed to the roster, a lot of analysts were calling, myself included, for Solo, and it was wishy-washy, you know, who was going to start all the way in, into the start of playoffs. So uh, what was some of the decision-making? And then, like, how did you you guys, assuming you start Solo this, this weekend, how did you land on him? 
so I can't share too much, but I will say mm -hmm. we're always thinking about how to how to improve. Um, we know where our strengths and weaknesses are, and I think top side was something that we were definitely working on. Whether it's like TPing, um, or just like winning that lane, uh, I leave it definitely to our GM and our coaches. Um, but mm -hmm. it's it's something I think we're actively like aware of. I'm sure every team is thinking about that. And we we should say by the way that, or I want to say you asked me to run that poll mark. It's 52% FlyQuest, 48% EG. Ooh, so baby. it's about neck and neck yeah. with, with FlyQuest having uh, just a few more votes uh, to give them that extra oomph. Uh, Trisha, are you as confident as Ensaya uh, and some of our other guests tonight on, on the idea that FlyQuest will pull it out tomorrow? I am very confident. I'm very confident for sure, but I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. It's a time for a good to win, finally. Every time okay. I'm like, you know what? Good always wins in the end, but the past three times have been rough. But uh, I, I look, I'm so confident. Like, if you looked at FlyQuest and, and our last game um, and just how we've recently been playing with Solo, it's a new FlyQuest. Like, before when I used to watch you, I would get tilted when we watched dragon and we're like hi guys uh enjoy that dragon we're just like watching you take dragon or watching you take this objective and we're not trading right um or we're not contesting or we're setting up uh after every team but now if you saw we're the first one setting up for drag right we're getting our wards down we're getting in position uh we're the ones making the first tp we're not tping late um we're getting herald so um i was really proud of us i think that this is something we'll continue doing we're an objective based team now and that was really different from FlyQuest um, previously. So I'm really confident. I'm, I'm navigating this as we, we have now found Captain Flowers. He's yeah. in the Twitch chat. Okay. And uh, so we're going to figure out how to ha handle that. Uh, but no, I mean, going back to what you were just saying, Trisha, about like the good always triumphs over evil, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, for many reasons, obviously, but one of the reasons I'm disappointed that we can't do live uh, finals is because I feel as though the good versus evil branding of FlyQuest and EG, it's almost too good to be true that this would end up... You, you know, flowers it, on one side and flames on the other. Yeah, exactly. yeah right? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. It feels like there's such a huge opportunity for this, and you guys have been kind of pushing it over the course of this. But, I mean, is it is it fun for you that I feel like the team no, that has the most so diametrically opposed branding? Every, is? Everything is very fun. Like the whole... I don't know if you guys saw our Animal Crossing TSM thing, but that was like me playing my idea or cut. Even my team, when they saw the final one, I had one of them text me, be like, hey, is this okay? The content team made this? Like, this is really against brand. We're, you know, <laughs> we're chopping a tree. I'm like, don't worry. That was my idea. <laughs> That's yeah. my approval. So, like, we're having fun. I mean, I even, uh, <laughs> this is the donut they gave me. So, I tweeted for fun. I was like, bleed blue, a throwback yeah. to old yeah. EG. I, I promise this wasn't intentional. I actually wanted to eat, like, a warm donut, but I didn't know it would blow up like this. So I was like, this is too fun. So I like, yes, I have fun doing all the, those ideas, um, poking fun at Nicole and everyone else using their donuts against them. We did a, I did a fly win with it. I ate part of the G and I turned the G to a W. So no, it's the best thing. I want to make EG and FlyQuest the top two teams that people look up to and like want to see this rivalry, right? Like I'm a, I'm born and raised from LA. So I'm a hardcore Lakers fan. I hate the Boston Celtics. I hate, I'm sorry to everybody in the chat. You know, Mark so is Boston. from that area. <laughs> How dare you? But like, you know, they've made me cry when Lakers have um, lost against them. And I hope that's a story that we can bring with um, FlyQuest and EG. Yeah. 
Well, uh, hey, thanks so much, uh, Nsaya. Any final thoughts before we move on to our next caller? Uh, yeah, Trisha, you've done an amazing job. I know I told this to you last time I was at LCS, um, but again, you've just done a tremendous job. Arena FlyQuest has really stepped up this year, and I'm very happy to still be a fan, and I can say <laughs> no longer cringe, no more Snickers. Um, and last two shoutouts, make it quick. Viper, uh, people forget this guy's really good. I know he'll bounce back, and uh, shout out to my Clash team because we won. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me on, guys. Yeah, congratulations! Thanks so much Thank for uh, for coming on. Yeah, all right. And uh, also, I think it is it is time we're going to sneak Captain Flyers in before we we move on to Nicole. But uh, Trisha, any final thoughts ahead of tomorrow's match or anything you want to say uh, before we we move on to our next guest? Go green, plant trees. If we win the finals, we did super tree quests. We scaled up our tree quest uh, uh, whole initiative. So oh, if right. we win, we're planting 10,000 trees. So I hope you support us. You care about the environment, care about fly quests. So go fly. <laughs> yeah, I think what you're saying is that you either want fly quests to win finals or you hate the environment. Yeah, or and you don't care you're... about the planet. That, yeah, that's exactly. exactly it. Don't you remember Double Lift when he beat us? He was like, it's time to crush the Go Green initiative, right? Yes. <laughs> well, it didn't It didn't seem to pan, plan out for him very well, I guess, is, is the way that went down. So. Mother Nature, there's karma, so we got to yes. be careful, people. <laughs> exactly. Well, th thanks. <laughs> thanks so much, Trisha, and best of luck tomorrow. Looking forward to watching the game. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Uh, and now we say goodbye to Trisha on Skype as well. Yeah. Um, okay. How long are we, we, are we, is Captain Flowers getting a call, or is he just coming down to hang out? I think. I think. Well, you have two people in the waiting room, so should we? Yeah, I assume we're giving one them. I just wanted to check before. We'll give him a call. Yeah. Hello, oh, fast, Ca right? Captain Flowers. We've pulled you into the channel. Hopefully, you can hear us. We're not going to do video because I know you were having Skype issues. So. Um, how, how are you doing, Captain Flowers? Travis, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. I'm a, I'm a piece of crap. I woke up this morning with a massive ear infection. The entire left side of my face feels like I got hit with a truck, and I was laying down, and I laid down for a long time, apparently, and I woke up, and I just said to myself, shit. So... Well, you, you made it. I'm here. Girl, I'm here. This, ear a, this is a get. Hotline League Live special, because if you recall, one year ago in St. Louis... Uh, we were trying to get you out. We didn't. We didn't necessarily have you officially scheduled, but we were hoping you would show up. And you charged into the room in the very last bit of the show. And so I'm glad it, it would not have been the same thing if you had shown up on time. I feel as though. Yeah, this is. I was thinking the same thing. Is that we've practically made this a tradition at this point. You asked me yes. to do something as your friend. I agree. As your friend, I then choose to disappoint you and show up not on time, but then. As your friend, I show up one time at the end yeah, of the movie. Exactly, exactly. I couldn't couldn't agree more. Glad that you're here. Uh, well, how? What is your what are your thoughts for tomorrow? I mean, I I don't know. Hopefully, you're feeling okay enough to to have a bit of a discussion with us. But what are your predictions for tomorrow's match? Yeah, my number one thought is I hope this is just a fluke and my head feels better because it will be. I haven't actually tried yelling or getting loud with my my head like this, so I hope that I don't like hemorrhage my brain or something. I mean, that but would be good we'll just, to avoid. We'll just wait and see if that happens. I don't know. We'll worry about that bridge when we come to it. But well, the predictions, though. Uh, the predictions. Yeah, exactly. Immediately tomorrow, my thought is I think both these teams are super evenly matched. So, hey, it's a picture of me. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're good. We're good. And I think that it'll come down to who's better on that. I think either one of them could beat the other. 
But I think that whichever one beats the other one, coming down to whoever's better on the day, is going to come down to who ints draft less. <laughs> I think that especially in a matchup where the teams know that they're closely matched and know that it could go either way, sometimes they get uh, they get scared, man. Sometimes teams, they get scared. They want to play stuff that's too close to what everybody else thinks is good instead of what they know is good for them. No. It's time to not end the draft and play how you would play if this was a regular split game against somebody you know you could beat. Like, that's I want to see draft confidence in this game. I think it's going to come down to a lot of that and not letting stupid picks through. Like, that. That's my big yes. <laughs> better, um, better representation of Captain Flowers. Yeah, Mark requests that I use this picture instead. Uh, you know, so hopefully, I almost... Acceptable use that for the you know that pictures of me when i'm 20 thing that's going around on yeah i have no pictures of myself from when i was 20 years old but i was very tempted to use that picture of skarner because when i was 20 would have been 2010 and skarner came out in 2012 i think but we will just i was gonna lie and pretend like he came out in 2010 and just say that that was me yeah, yeah. so mark i think your webcam turned off and on, on. Um, but he either sacrificed way, sacrificed himself to summon the Skarner. He he did. Uh, Mark, do you want to go grab the? Oh, it looks like okay. I think I can fix it now. Uh, Mark, do you want to go grab the our caller? We'll grab a caller for flowers really quickly. Uh, oh. yeah, yeah. Let me get the guy. Okay. And also to the whether I didn't see whether it was Jack or Cloud Nine. It was one of the two accounts. Okay, Cloud Nine. They just asked again. Am I doing the final? Yes, I'll be doing the first and hopefully only ever cast from home LCS final on Sunday. So I'll be there. I will do my best to make it as hype as absolutely possible. We don't got an arena. We don't have tens of thousands of fans. It's going to be different, but I will do my god dang best to make it feel like finals for y'all. You should to to make yourself hype. You should have. You should invite. Well, never mind. That's breaking social distancing. What were you, you going to tell me to do, Mark? I was going to say invite people into your living room to like cheer, so you could hear like the background it's noise. Not, that it's you not allowed, <laughs> Mark. Uh, better idea. <laughs> this is one of the opposite just... of what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I thought more about it. Better idea. You should go on YouTube and get a, a like an hour long proud uh, sound and just pump that into your ear. All right, all right, that could work. That could work. Well, we have okay. our our caller here, Doug. Welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Spokane, Washington. Spokane, Washington. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take uh, is Team Liquid is really uh, losing out uh, from a burning perspective from trading. Back back to the double of ticks. Um, yeah, Flowers, I don't know how long you've been sleeping, uh, but there was some <laughs> news that came out. This... I woke up 14 minutes ago. Okay. okay. As, soon, as soon as I woke up, I jumped on my computer and... and ran and grabbed my microphone and came in here. Well, did you, did you know I don't know some if, idiot when you started some rumors about Doublelift getting traded? Yeah, yeah, did you were you awake hey. about 24 oh, wait, hours ago? I was going to make a really sarcastic comment. I'm not going to do that. I'm <laughs> going to I'm going to take the high road. I am <laughs> I am not, so far down the low road, dude. Oh, dude, I I'm going to Exactly. We have to have a diverse cast of characters here otherwise the movie gets boring if all the characters behave the same. So I am going to be the moral high road here say ah yes i have heard about this anywho uh so, <laughs> so, so you doug do you want to ex expand upon your opinion 
Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so basically um, how I see uh, Team Liquid trading Doublelift, um, not necessarily from a strategic perspective, um, you know, regardless of how well they'll do next split or over the couple years, um, I personally have followed Doublelift. Um, I've been watching League since, you know, season two at least. Uh, hated CLG. Uh, I was a big TSM fan. And then uh, uh, Doublelift joined TSM. And, uh, you know, I like TSM. Uh, I you know, Doublelift started growing on me. Uh, and then they loaned him to uh, TL or Curse at the time. He saved them from, you know, uh, being relegated. And then... Uh, he went back to TSM and then he went to TL and they started winning. Um, so for me, I, I see Doublelift as the soul and the personality of the team. I think if they lose, uh, if they trade Doublelift, uh, they're going to lose uh, a big branding opportunity. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily buy Team Liquid jerseys. Uh, but, um, you know, whatever team he goes to, I think they're going to see an uptick in, in interest. Um so I think it's a mistake on their end, personally. Flowers, do you think that TL will lose a lot of fans if they lose Doublelift? I 100% agree that Doublelift is the biggest player brand in the LCS, and I don't think it's close. I think that the only person that you could put in the same ballpark is Bjergsen, or maybe Sneaky, if, if Sneaky comes back at some point. But Doublelift is not just one of the best players that we've ever had in the history of the LCS. He is one of the longest standing players. Like if you look at the popularity of League of Legends, the popularity of these players and the teams, a lot of the ones that are super popular have been that way for you. Like if you look at the big three, if you look at Doublelift and Sneaky and Bjergsen, they've all been popular for a very long time because they were part of that like OG LCS, like as this thing was catching fire, as this thing was building up, they had a bunch of fans behind them for different reasons. And then they managed to create this personal brand. That's very big compared to a lot of the guys that have just shown up in recent times. And I think that more so than just like bleeding out tons of fans. Because one advantage Team Liquid has, and unfortunately it's hit a little bit of a stumbling point this split, is that they're good. It is much easier to jump ship because somebody you liked left on a shitty team than it is for a good team. If your team is good, you will always have bandwagon fans and you will always have fans that are loyal to you just because you're good. So I think that it won't be as severe if team as it would be if Team Liquid was like, you know, still a relegation tier team. They're not. They had a bad split, but let's not forget the fact that they won four splits back, two back, two back, two back <laughs> beforehand. So Team Liquid won't take as big of a hit as some other teams would, but losing doublelifts still absolutely going to hurt. 100% agree with Doug there. And I think that it is a very huge opportunity. Like a lot of people I saw talking in Reddit threads and stuff about, oh, will Doublelift go back to TSM? And going to TSM, that helps. But remember that TSM is also the biggest team brand in League of Legends, period. Like which other team doesn't go to Worlds and or gets knocked out in groups and has fans chant their name in semifinals in a game from teams from two different regions? There ain't one. I'll, I'll just answer it for you. 
China, China, China. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about like in, in the English speaking world. I should have I should have clarified that. In the English speaking world of League of Legends, there are there is no more popular team than TSM. Yeah. So if he goes back there, it won't be as big of a thing for bringing a ton of fans proportionally to what they already have. But to any other team, well, Cloud9 is also super popular now too. If he goes to anybody that's not TSM or Cloud9, it would be a huge influx of fans. I think the way that I would uh, describe it is basically if uh, Doublelift has um, a million number of fans, I am one of them. If Doublelift has 10 fans, I am one of them. If Doublelift has no fans... That means I am no more on Earth. If world against Doublelift, I'm against. I was hoping for a laugh, Mark. Uh, anywho, uh, I acknowledge <laughs> that you were memeing. Um, I think the the one thing, like everything, Kevin Flower said is 100 percent accurate. The one thing that I think has to be kind of mentioned here is like we're kind of talking about this. Like TL's deciding to do this. Like there's an alternative, and we don't really know that's the case. Like Doublelift might fucking hate. TL right now, or maybe Team Liquid can like the they cannot work with Doublelift. So you either remove your coaching staff completely in your whole organization, or remove Doublelift. Who who knows? Um, and so that's why you know, kind of counter Doug's point. You're saying, oh, they're going to lose so many fans, mistake, yada yada yada. Well, sucking doesn't get you many fans, and <sighs> there's more important things like if you can win. Uh, summer without double lift or you know planning for the future because it sounds like double has gone anyways after summer uh if he's willing to get traded now so like if the milk has spoiled there's no point keeping the carton or right some shit. you know like there's some analogy there that I, i'm too dumb to figure out but like it might not be a choice for team liquid to say oh double lift's the problem get rid of him or anything plus We've also got to consider the salty fans at this point in time. Because all these damn Twitter avatars with anime profile pictures and six followers. That Those are my dudes right there. Spam my shit with spring doesn't matter. Who cares? Lolex DK. Those are no longer my dudes. Yeah, Those people, <laughs> they now have to shut the hell up in summer because guess what? By their own anime avatar logic, it's time for the part that really matters a lot. So they can't just be forgiving if things go bad in summer. All those people that whose opinions I don't agree with are going to have to understand the fact that, okay, this is when it matters. So, and Doublelift is a player that you want on your team when it matters. As much as people want to meme the, if you're chasing greatness, as much as people are being like, OMG, what happened to Team Liquid? Whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, the dude is still a fantastic player and one of the best we've seen in any role in our region for the last 10 years. I mean, Teams I think what's... get better if he's on them. What's very true is it's going to be impossible if, if he ends up on a different team to look back and be like, yeah, Spring Split didn't matter. Because it definitely mattered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there were some big it, things that happened in Spring Split that personally affected him. That it, shit mattered. It, anybody saying Spring Split doesn't matter is some like seventeen-year-old armchair analyst like flunking all his courses with a C minus, saying, "I don't care. I'm going to be a League of Legends analyst. Don't sweat it." And yeah. just trying to pretend like they know everything about the game, when in reality, if you look at it from a larger point of view and considering everything, you have to be like, okay, I 
know that it doesn't have the same impact it did before with championship points and whatever. But if you're a player or an organization who ever says spring doesn't matter, you fucked up. <laughs> no one wants to just play to be shit. No one wants to play and then just say, ah, oh, we don't care. Let the dice fall where they may. Results shall be results. That That's not how you build a foundation. That's not how you build organizational success and things moving forward. Like, I, I don't know. These these people confuse me. But they're Doug, anime avatars, so I don't there's understand. There's 17-year-olds, there's anime people, and then there's double of two or something. Doug, any final thoughts before we move on to our final caller? Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, shout out to Alienware. Uh, shout out to my duo Q partner, uh, Mommy 69 um, You know, thanks. <laughs> what? I played against a guy the other day in, in solo queue named Big Daddy Uwu. <laughs> he was actually a really good player. I was like, hey, Irelia, I just wanted to let you know. You guys, you, you played really well, even though your hey. name's an abomination. Flowers, I really appreciated you saying that. It made me feel really good um, about my Smurf <laughs> account. I thought that was super cool of you. Oh, uh, shit, all right. Doug, uh, thanks so much for the call. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Oh, uh, my goodness. All right, Flowers, I think it's it's goodbye for you, too. Uh, anything you want to say ahead of finals weekend this weekend? All right, Travis, thank you so much for having me on. Again, I apologize for being late. At this point, I'm just going to blame it on tradition and say that it's a deeply rooted part of our friendship that I am yes. happy to honor every single time you ask me to be on this show. Yeah, Twitch chat, thank you all for having me. Everybody out there, I hope you enjoy the games tomorrow. I think tomorrow's series is going to be a real close one. I'm expecting five games. I think that Sunday is they both, either one of them had better step up because Cloud9 is looking fierce right now. I will not be on the games tomorrow. I will be on the game Sunday, provided my ear hasn't exploded by then. And thank you all so much for continuing to watch with us, continue to be huge fans, and continue to support this thing during all this corona stuff that everybody is trying to get up and running. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much. I'll see you next time. Travis, have a great time with the rest of the show. Peace. See ya. All right. Our last caller uh, is uh, the uh, CEO of Evil Geniuses. I'm hoping she can join. Uh, oh, there she is. Hello, Nicole. I'm going to call you on Skype. Uh, just mute as soon as I call you, okay? Nicole? I see you in Discord. Are you here, Nicole? Nicole? All right, I've got a video call her and see. Uh, Good luck if she answers. Oh, I lost you, uh, Mark. Let me add you to this call too. What? You lost me? Yeah, I accidentally called uh, Nicole instead of instead of you. So what should I do? Because I still see my us on just uh, Skype. I'm adding you back. Just mute when you join. You should have a new call on Skype. Nicole, can you uh, can you hear me on Discord? Accepted the Skype call. Ah. Oh. Oh, I hear her. She's she's talk. Nicole, talk into your microphone. I don't think she can hear me. 
Oh, maybe Skype lowered everything. Okay. I just assume this is how your relationship normally is with her just ignoring you. Yeah, she doesn't really acknowledge my presence that much. And uh, I usually try to say stuff and then she just kind of um, disregards me, I guess is the way I would put it. Oh, we lost her on Skype. We're, it's, we're almost done, everybody. Hey, we're going to shout out some folks who sent some subs, and let's see if we can get some more subs in the chat right now. We're at 1224 subs. Let's climb before we get into this final thing. ZBakes05, Andrew Rules Dude, Ghost Han, Justin C. Scott, 16, Sports CTC, Brandon Sue 2000, Giuseppe's, I believe is Pixelated, Space Pope 20K, Boba Cola with the 32 months. Jack sent a prime 10 months from him. Demonde, not Demonte, but Demonde. Mikey Steves. Oh, there's Nicole. I'm adding her in. Uh, we've got a, a train going, everybody. A a hype train in the chat. Ovely May gifted 10 subs. Uh, I will acknowledge that as an acceptance for her trying to steal the name of my Valorant show on Twitter today. And uh, okay, so we've got Nicole's. Uh, camera on. Nicole, have you muted your Discord? Or your, sorry, have you muted your Skype? Okay. Still can't hear you. Oh, we need to pull her back in. Move me. Hello. Hello. Hi. It's working. Yay. We did it. We did it. I see that hype train going in, in Twitch chat, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show, Nicole. It's great to talk to you. It feels like it's been so long. Uh, how How's your evening been? Good, thanks. I've I've never seen this show before. How does it work? Um, well, I'm much. glad. What's that? What did you say, Mark? Says she's not missing much. Okay, yes. It obviously we just have callers call in, and um, they say stuff, and then I I try to like simp out for the Twitch chat to get subs, and uh, Mark <laughs> gets annoyed. He shows his cat. That's pretty much it. I agree. Um, uh, so Nicole, how confident are you? Cause it feels like a lot of the callers or sorry, the guests and the callers tonight had FlyQuest uh, in the lead for tomorrow. And there's a, a 52 to 48% poll in favor of FlyQuest in the Twitch chat. Uh, so what, what, what are you thinking about tomorrow's match? I don't know. I, so I'm a numbers woman and we haven't lost to FlyQuest yet. So I'm just saying it's looking pretty good for us. Is that is that true, Mark? Do you feel like the odds are in favor? You said FlyQuest could take it, but if if they've yet to be EG, then what does that mean? It means uh, Viper played most of those games. <laughs> okay, so you think it, that's I don't know why I was such a roast on Viper. I don't know where. <laughs> Jeez, Mark. Uh, my, my point was we know, beat Solo as well. Times have changed, yeah, but it was a uh, one and one versus Solo. Uh, so I I think it's going to be a close series. You know, the, like you said, it was forty eight to fifty two, whatever the poll ended up being. Um, you also had a caller coming in and said the EG was going to beat C9, so it's not like uh, there's any shortage of believers for, for yes. EG. I'm just not one of them. Oh, well, Mark, do you want to grab our caller? Sure. Okay, off we go. Um, how's your evening been, Nicole? It's been good. Can't complain. How about yours? Uh, it's been great. This <laughs> you, is nice. Uh... We should talk more. Yeah, yeah, we should. That would be great. Sometime uh, we'll we'll hang out. Dex Factor seven 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 is here. Dex Factor, where are you uh, calling from? Hutchinson, Kansas. Hutchinson, Kansas. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, that Evil Geniuses will be a top team over the next couple of years because of their performance this split. Yes. 
a top team. So you just Best from this color. performance, here's, well, maybe you can expand on that. So you've seen they're in the top three right now, but it's not tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They could make it to finals. What makes mm-hmm. you feel as though they can do it over the next couple of years? Um, I'm going to preface this by saying normally I'm a C9 caller. So to do something to pull me off a of C9 is pretty impressive. It just, they're, they, they struggled for the first part of the split and their improvement has been steadily increased over the whole to end up second to look like the best team um, next to cloud nine um, and still able to take a game off of cloud nine in their uh, the winners finals um, to get to grand finals was very impressive um, the players seem to be gelling very well and it seems the players are bought in kind of like in c9 the um, the management's doing well and, and everything and this being their first split that's the impressive thing to me and I know 100 thieves did it before where it was their first split but to me this feels completely different mark what's your take what 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 do you mean i mean i want to throw to nicole after but i'm curious if you think that this can if if this is you know gonna maintain i i don't know it's it's really really hard to predict these things uh you know especially in the current climate i don't want to read too far into bang's tweets or anything but he looks sad like if he just gets really sad about the current situation in the world maybe they lose their ad carry and then you know they gotta go find a new one anything can happen and the only team that we've seen how many years did the caller say did he specify exactly how long they're gonna stay how many yeah caller you said a couple years right so what two Uh, yeah two or so at least at least okay two. two two i can probably buy it's hard to say just because everyone has their ups and downs. Uh, but to to the college point, I think the, the the org actually did a really good job in their first split um, in terms of making big moves to get people excited, picking up all the C9 guys and stuff. Um, I think, you know, we, we talked a little bit about their coaching staff a couple times on this show. Uh, we had Artemis on as well last week, was it? And they're clearly smart guys. So that it wasn't just like they signed a bunch of big name players get the former MVP boom you know there's there was depth to to their strategy as well they have a branding approach so I definitely think they'll be one of the new mainstays in the LCS I feel much better about them than I do some of the other orgs um and I'm not left scratching my head even when at the start of the season where some people didn't predict DG that highly I put them fourth which is not as high as they got but at least it was you know I had faith that they were going to figure things out so I, I ultimately do think that they will be one of the, the top teams in the league um, for a little while and definitely well, one of the, the most fun to follow. Nicole, maybe you can talk. Uh, well, one, do you think that the team is going to continue to be a top team for the next couple of years? And uh, maybe more broadly, you can speak to the, the efforts that went into getting this organization to where it was uh, on your end in the past, I don't know, three or four months uh, part of the split. Yeah, thanks. And thanks, caller. I appreciate when people appreciate how quickly EG not only had to pull together a roster, but hire all the coaching and ops staff, get an LA presence, and then get a, a business playbook for League of Legends. We had we acquired, you know, the old Echo Fox slot and had to really quickly build an LCS operation. And um, we are really pleased with the results. The guys are hungry for 
winning. So, you know, anything but first place is probably not a success for them, but I'm really happy with what we've done so far. I think considering we were learning as we go um, and really had an eyes wide open approach myself, especially being new to esports, let alone new to League of Legends, um, it was important for me to really spend time with the players, with all the staff to understand pros, cons, what are we doing well, what are we doing badly um, to be successful. So now that we have proven at least the model for this split, I am super excited to see where it continues to take us as we keep growing. Yeah. Well, uh, Dex Factor, do you have any, any follow-up thoughts on that? Um, just also with them being a bigger uh, eSports e team than just League of Legends, them also having Counter-Strike and them also having Dota, and, and they're, they're well spread out, they can pull on a lot of experience like the Cloud9s and the other big teams. So they're not just like, oh, hey, we're this new team that doesn't have any experience and we're just going headstrong into it. They they have proven track history with their teams doing well in other esports that they can draw on that. And that's the other reason that I, I really do think that they're going to be a really good co competitor for, like I said, the next couple of years. Yeah. Mark, uh, yeah. I don't know if you're distracted, too distracted by your cat, but I'm curious if uh, if you have any follow up questions for Nicole. Um, I think we hit on a, a fair amount of them. What? Oh, uh, this is a. Nah, that's let's not get into that. Uh, I was gonna say, how much do you think the this is something people often talk about, you know, history and esports and all that? But from my understanding, it was a fairly large turnover. Um, were you guys able to draw very much from these other esports divisions and, and teams that you guys had, or was learning League of Legends like kind of jumping straight in and, and just only focusing on that and not not really trying to uh, pull influences from others? Yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate that you asked, Mark, I, because a name that doesn't get floated very often at EG, but definitely take should take a lot of credit is um, Phil Aram. He's our chief gaming officer. He's a OGEG you see one of our Dota managers and worked our way up um, to a C-level position running the org for a bit before there was a CEO actually and he sets all because we have seven total titles he sets all of our gaming strategy like what do we enter why do we enter what do we leave and why do we leave as well as what is the ethos and metrics around what players we look for from a brand perspective because we have a very active brand organizational brand forward approach that we take into consideration also in building rosters beyond just mechanical skill. Um, and he, while I know I've been kind of a face of League of Legends, he's a behind the scenes driver and really the brains behind it. So that knowledge, I know it's unsavory to talk about, but he comes from like the Dota world where there are a lot of elements that some could say are kind of similar that um, trickle over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, I don't know. I think uh, Dex Factor. I, I, we might be done with your your call, but is there anything else that you would like to say before we uh, start to wrap up the show? Uh, thanks for having me on. Good luck uh, tomorrow, and uh, excited to see what happens tomorrow and in the grand finals. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dex. All right. Uh, well, Nicole, a couple other questions. So uh, you are pretty confident against FlyQuest tomorrow, assuming that you end up beating them, do you feel as though your team has a chance against Cloud9, especially given how dominant they've been? 
we are only one of two teams to win a game against Cloud9. So I feel like we can keep that momentum going. I know a lot of people point at our early, really rough start where like it was clear the team had to adjust and gel. Um, and Colin Kumo, especially, you know, he's a new entrant to the LCS space. And we've been learning. You see those learnings, you see those developments week over week. And I guess it's a bonus that we, a lot of our players know Cloud9 and know um, how they work. So we're, we are, we're ready to put up a fight. Uh, what, have you guys offered any like huge, well, maybe it's a little premature because you have to beat FlyQuest first, but assuming you do, is there any like carrot on the end of the stick that you're throwing on top of uh, what, you know, would normally be a pretty big moment? Is there like, if you guys beat C9, we'll do, I don't know. Go to Everybody gets donuts. Yeah, it's kind of hard to plan one of these right now because the whole world's kind of shut down. So like the whole, we'll go to Disneyland or Disney World or whatever it doesn't work. I know, it's a little tough. We like try to send, you know, fun things like food or like remote packages of stuff. But um, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, Bang had asked me earlier the split if if we won, if I, he found a like a space nearby that he wanted me to buy for the LCS facility. Um, and so I think I have to be held to that. So we'll see. <laughs> I'd like to not spend more money right now, but um, hey, if the guys win whatever the fuck they want, sure, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you buy them a new headquarters? <laughs> I want a loft in downtown LA. I want... It's the weirdest place too. It's like this old grain factory in Santa Monica. And he's like, this looks evil. We should buy it. I'm like... It's like a warehouse. Go, go for it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a little concerned about what the that thing is that's on your couch next to you. Um, oh, that's right. You... We can also cat cam it. Oh, oh did you get a cat for the, or did you always have one? I've always had a cat. She got, yeah, she got a cat just for the show. <laughs> I didn't mean for the show. I meant because quarantine, get, you know, stir crazy and they get animals. We can't no. see the cat very much. Oh, here. Wait, this is a little... I think that cat's much bigger than yours, Mark. Dude, that's about the size of my big... Eh, it looks a little bit bigger than my big cat. He's 15 pounds? Um, I think mine's like 12 or 13. My, my, my orange cat, I don't know what's wrong with him, dude, but he's like long and like full-size cat, but his head is like a kitten. I think his head has just stopped growing. So it's like this little thing, but his body is... He's a weird dude. How come, how come Nicole can have a cat, but Kobe can't? So I'm trying to convince Travis through my cat, but unfortunately, my cat loves everyone but Travis, so it hasn't been a very good experience. Yeah, but that's Travis's fault. He's this curmudgeon who's the only person against this, like, campaign. Yes. I my cats don't also, like Travis either. Also, she had that cat before we entered into oh my God, so a cute. thing, so it's, it's a little different. No, don't react to the cat. Um... So it's a little different, I feel like, than than Kobe's situation where he and I are living together. And, and you've been uh, friends for a super afterwards. long time and like it's not that big of an ask. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a pretty big ask. It's not. It's not. I visited I'm Nicole so a while back. He has back. an EG jersey, but um, as soon as I take it out of his little like toy box, he runs and hides. So I uh, couldn't get him in the jersey for Hotline League. I am surprised yes. that he just chills like that. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get bored in a second, just like smack me in the face run away for sure so okay right. 
Mark, do you have any yeah. other official questions for Nicole? I feel like I can't ask her too many. No, we can talk about questions. cats forever. So you, you yeah. better you better close me out. All right. Well, Nicole, anything that you want to say, you can stick around for the end of the show, but is there anything you want to say to any of the fans ahead of EG's match against FlyQuest tomorrow? Yeah. New fans, thanks. We we are acutely aware of where we started and where we ended up, and we've been so happy to have so many people join us living evil along the way and just be pumped for more to come. Um, I think we have some exciting, well, I don't think we do have some exciting things in the pipeline for the start of summer split with, I've heard, you know, fan feedback has not fallen on deaf ears in regards to jerseys and merch and our brand. So we're planning to double down and do some more cool initiatives. Well, thank you uh, so much, Nicole. How about you, Mark? Any shout outs, any plugs you want to make? Uh, not too much. I mean, we've got to watch obviously semifinals and finals, uh, tomorrow and Sunday. I'll be working the AD for those. And then after that, I lose my mind. I don't know what happens. Yeah. Mark did message me the other day. He's like, what are you planning on doing (laughs) after finals in quarantine? And I was like, I think I'll probably stay home and I will, uh, play Valorant and maybe stream some and do some content. And he's like, uh, Sounds boring. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, like literally anyone. Someone give me purpose. Yes. Well, either way, everyone, that is the show. Thank you so much to all of our guests for coming on. Thank you, Nicole, for coming on my hey. show because we weren't sure if this was a good idea. And uh, thanks, Mark, for co-hosting it. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, let me tell you, thank you, Travis, for doing all the work because I didn't do anything for this. And that's that's how I like it. That is true. Uh, everyone I'll send go my invoice to- soon. Yeah, thank you. I've been begging Mark to let me pay him for two weeks. I need an invoice from him, and he won't send it. Alienwarearena.com slash Travis. Please go there right now and claim your Hextech chest. You get a free one. If you live in the U.S., they'll just give you one. Thanks so much to Alienware for sponsoring us, and thanks, everyone, for sticking around with us as we do our uh, the best we can for a, a hype mega finals Hotline League Edition 2020. This has been the episode. Thanks, everyone, for watching.